Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Chicago. Chicago starting that rookie quarterback. Did you really feel real uh, confident about a rookie quarterback going up against Baltimore? I know I didn't. Green Bay, they lose Aaron Rodgers last week. Of course, the biggest story of the week. Uh, Will he be back before the end of the season? So they're kind of holding on to a little bit of hope there in Green Bay uh, going with the backup quarterback. Atlanta and Miami, Miami, I wanted to pull the trigger. If you listen to the show, I wanted to pull the trigger on Miami. I just couldn't get it done with them being in Atlanta, doing what they do there in Atlanta. Um, I thought that they uh, would be able to get out of there with the win. Jacksonville, I went ahead and picked them last week over the Rams. Thought the Rams going cross country to get it on with the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose defense is amazing. They're the sack machines of the NFL this season. Uh, so I didn't think they'd get the job done, the Rams. Tampa Bay and Arizona, I just don't trust Arizona. Arizona reminds me of the Arizona Cardinals of the early 2000s, if you know anything about that. I lived it, and uh, it wasn't fun to watch. So that's what I think about Arizona right now. Are they capable of getting out and getting the wind? We'll talk about that. The Chargers and the Raiders. Now, I wanted to take the Raiders, but this was a football team that was having some hard times in reality. I didn't feel confident in them as they were uh, getting their uh, quarterback back. 
So I didn't feel very confident. I felt uh, Philip Rivers might be able to get the job done. That didn't happen. Kansas City and Pittsburgh, that was another one. I expected Kansas City to get the job done in Arrowhead. It didn't happen. And also, the Giants and Denver, the, oh, my God, the Giants beat the Denver Broncos in Denver, who, you know, their, their home Record is quite impressive without question, uh, and the Giants just go in and take care of the Denver Broncos, and I also got the Tennessee Titans, so I, I did pick them on the Monday night game. As we sip the Joe this morning, the games that are on tap here in the uh, in the NFL. We're going to be talking about them all as soon as Quarterback calls in. Arizona at L.A., this is going to be a good NFC West matchup. Uh, Big-time consequences on the game for both of these teams. If Arizona wants to stay in it, they're going to have to get the win. Arizona, uh, the L.A. Rams, are they real? Steel City song, good to see you. Greg Calhoun, Tim White, thanks for all giving us a watch here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Baltimore in Minnesota. This I've been watching all of the so-called experts. So-called experts are all over this with the Minnesota Vikings over Baltimore. Um, we're going to find that one out. We're going to talk about that game. Carolina is at the Bears. The Bears, the Bears who got that big victory last week over Baltimore. Uh, so will they continue on this week taking on the Carolina Panthers? Uh, the next game up on board, the Jaguars in Indianapolis. By the way, Jaguars haven't beaten that team there in Indianapolis. Will that change this week? Something to give a look at. New Orleans Saints, they've quietly won four games in a row, guys. So you've you got to wonder what's going on in the NFC South. Atlanta's not playing well. Carolina, they're you know sitting on top of the division. But question that you have to ask, are they for real? And that's always the big question uh, as far as that's concerned. The Jets in Miami, that, you know, that's a game to look at. Tampa Bay at the Bills. Uh, Tennessee, they go to Cleveland. The Dallas Cowboys in San Francisco. You know, I, I'm going to give my pick away here. Now I'm taking the Cowboys, but if the Cowboys lose this football game, can you imagine the up-and-air things that are going to be going on here in Dallas. The, the sky is going to be falling like you wouldn't believe here in Dallas. Um, so watch out for that one game. Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, that NF, uh, AFC North rival, it's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be fun to watch. Denver is in L.A. taking on the Chargers. Seattle in New York to take on the Giants. Atlanta and New England is the one that's getting a lot of play this week. Why is it getting play? It's a rematch of the Super Bowl. And then on Monday Night Football, Washington and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has moved up on top as far as the power rankings are concerned across the country. If you watch that power ranking thing, I'm not a really big uh, lover of that. So those are your matchups this week as far as the NFL is concerned. Some news that is out there. We're going to cover some news until we get Cuervo in. He's always stylishly. He's probably going to get in that high and tight uh, haircut that he has also. Uh, the Green Bay Packers still holding on hope that Aaron Rodgers can come back 
near playoff time. But the question is, is will they lose enough games to take them out of contentions for the playoffs? It's going to be uh, big time here. Yes, Steeler, Steel City Storm, James Wilson, good to see you in there. Um, as far as your fantasy team, Zeke Elliott is still playing. Uh, and by the way, I, I just don't get this whole thing about the court cases regarding regarding Zeke Elliott. I just don't get it. And maybe it's me. It, it probably is. I mean, the, the judge is out on vacation. This is a high-profile case. Just pick up the phone and say, yes or no, he can play. You know, oh, now we've got to wait, you know, what? This week and next week, Elliot can play until they can come off vacation. I'm sorry. You can pick up a phone. I, maybe it's me. I know you want to get away from it all, but on a high-profile thing, they, they, the judge could have picked up the phone and said yay or nay. I mean, you know, oh, we're going to take it under advisement. They know what they're going to do anyway. It's a stupid thing anyway. That, that, that's what it is. Uh, now, those that wanted to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars today as they are going into Indianapolis, Leonard Fournette is expected to be out. Now, this was a report that was released 19 minutes ago. So Leonard Fournette might be in question at the running back position for the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars. Uh, Josh Norman, okay, he's ruled out for the Monday night game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Josh Norman, of course, the cornerback for the Washington Redskins. Now, here's a mistake that's going to happen here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are expected to play Jameis Winston. This is that desperation. This is that thing where teams get desperate. They make mistakes. This could be that mistake because in the NFC South, the big question will be who's going to win that division because you've got three teams really duking it out over there, and there's only one that's really not really playing well. I mean, the Saints, they're coming out of nowhere. The Carolina Panthers, I don't know if they're for real. The Buccaneers are sitting in there trying to fight that battle because Hotlanta cannot decide if they're going to be that team that they were last year in order to get the victory. So four teams in the NFC South and the Buccaneers are desperate. They're going to keep Jameis Winston in there. Will they run the risk of injury for the rest of the season? We're going to find that out. Marshawn Lynch, me personally, wasn't a big believer or, you know, a guy that said, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, I, I believe this guy. I believe in this guy. I believe what he can do. He's been suspended for a year. Frankly, he's taken up a roster spot for a young guy who can go out there and do well. That's my personal opinion. Hey, it's Rodney James of Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Good to see you right there. Fine sponsor of the program. Falcons is going to have Sanu back, which is really huge for them for that uh, game on Sunday night. Actually, yeah, the Sunday night game. So that's huge. So they got Julio Jones and Sanu back. So that is good to see. Emmanuel Son, good to see you right there for, you know, revolution guy. Good to see you there. Uh, Now the Vikings, the question, you know, there's been a lot of whirlwind right now about the Vikings and what Anthony Barr did to Aaron Rodgers. Barr comes out and says, no, I wasn't trying to hurt him. Now, I don't know. I do know that when one of those defensive backs get a hold of the quarterback, and especially uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, 
you got to put a little hurt him on him. I, I don't think he intended to hurt him, but I, uh, to injure him, I think he intended to hurt him. So that that's where that ends up lying out. You got the shot right there. That is huge. So that's some of the things that are going on here on a Sunday morning. We're going to be talking about it on the Couch Potato Sports Show as soon as we get Cuervo in. Um, of course, he's fashionably late every Sunday. Now, I, I was talking about this a couple of weeks back. And a couple of weeks back was about Andrew Luck. And I was talking a couple of weeks, do you shut this guy down? And right now, I don't know if you do or do not, but you're keeping the spot open for him. If you're the Colts, yes, you keep that spot open for him. Is this guy going to be able to get healthy And will he be the same guy that we saw the first three seasons for the Indianapolis Colts is going to be the question because I asked my dad and my brother, oh, my God, they came down on me. But you got to really think about it. Is Andrew Luck a bust? Maybe it's a little too early for Sonny to say that, but for the last three seasons, we're getting either injured Andrew Luck or we're getting, you know, kind of a half Andrew Luck, not getting the full guy that we've seen the first uh, two to three years of his career. So you got to watch out for that. Mitchell Trubisky did a great job, didn't lose the game for the Bears. That's the huge thing. Notice how I said he didn't lose the game for the Bears. The Bears didn't win that game. He didn't toss them the victory. He didn't do anything for them to lose. It's going to be huge. What do I think about Green Bay? Uh, can the – You're going to have to listen to the show because we're going to talk about that game a little bit later, but I'm going with the upset in this game. Yes, I am. I'm going with the great – I don't want to get right, so you got to stick around for the game. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Do I think he can get the job done? Yes, I think he can get the job done. It's going to be – it's not because the guy's got the talent. There's something about playing in Green Bay. Emmanuel Soren knows a little bit about this as when he went up to play the uh, – I don't know if you were part of the team that went up to play the Green Bay Blizzard. There is something about Green Bay. There is something huge about Green Bay that brings out the football player in you if you are right there, part of the area. So – I don't know. I, we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about all of them here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, now, big question here is, as far as the NFC North, let's talk a little bit about it. You've got, you got the Bears, you have the Lions, you have the Vikings, and Green Bay. Word out of Minnesota is, is that they're trying to get Bridgewater set to play for the season. My thing here is, now, this is a big game here this week for the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore, if they get this victory, I think as long as they keep winning on a consistent basis, you might as well keep Bridgewater out toward the end of the season, then ease him back into the lineup. But right now, rushing them back might be a problem. But that NFC North is another one of those divisions. Are the, Vic- are the Lions for real? That depends if Matthew Stafford's not going to be on one leg. Right now he's dealing with a hammy and a, a high ankle sprain. You know, the knee bone connected to the, to the calf bone. You know, I'm telling you guys, that, that's not a good thing. So you've got to watch out for that in the North. But bringing Teddy Bridgewater back, is that a smart thing to do right now? 
if you're in Minnesota, me personally, don't think it's the brightest thing for them to do. As long as you're winning, keep Teddy out until this guy really needs to be in the lineup. And right now it's just not needed. So uh, some of those things. How do you guys feel about Marshawn Lynch getting uh, suspended? How do you feel about Marshawn Lynch in general? I'm going to put it out there. I think that this guy is taking the roster spot for someone who could be more productive and less of a problem as far as what's going on. Now, what he did, listen, out of all the things that this guy could do, running in and shoving a a referee, you know, I look at that as that's part of what was going on in the middle, and that referee, if he wasn't there, wouldn't have got shoved. So parts of me thinks that the guy needs to be suspended. I know that needs to happen because you're not really supposed to do that. You've got to be aware of where you are out on the football field. But parts of me, you know, he's out there defending uh, defending a guy who don't need defending. I'm just going to put it out there that way. So he didn't really need to be out there. So it's been one of those things. So uh, yeah, as far as that is concerned, how do you guys feel about that? That's something to think about. Uh, he will not be um, in the next game for the Oakland Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. They are on the bye this week, so it's irrelevant this week. So we're going to be there. Sunday night game is the you know Super Bowl rematch. Is it going to be something that we're going to see from the Super Bowl? You know, I don't know. This one's one of those stuff. There's a lot of tough games this week to pick, more so than last week when I you know it seemed pretty simple to pick the winners from last week. So uh, we're going to be talking about all the games here. And if Cuervo doesn't hurry up, we're just going to go ahead and just knock this thing out and start with our picks, and then we'll bring him in when he calls. We're going to stay up on video uh, as long as we're not in commercial. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to go into commercial here for my locals right here, of course, of Rodney James. Uh, We've got to get his commercials in. And, you know, he's a fine sponsor of the program and of Rowlett Eagles uh, High School Football. Remember this week for my locals right out here, the Rowlett Eagles taking on the Saxony Mustangs. going to be a great game. The two top teams within this district are going to go at it at Williams Stadiums. We'll have the pregame show on Friday at 10 a.m., kickoff at 7 o'clock on Friday night. You'll hear the live play-by-play of that. And, of course, you get the Couch Potatoes Sports Show on Sunday morning as we do that being said. Now, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to dive into the games because there's lots of them. There's lots of things to talk about. We'll take that quick break. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be back, and we'll come back on video on another segment here. Have a good one. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 
6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at Five Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's Five Star HVAC Contractors, serving RELEV 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at Five Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are back here on the couch to say the sports show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the... Hardest working man in sports radio here on that being said, it's a Sunday morning tradition and there's lots of things to cover, so Cuervo running a little bit late means we're gonna start it up. We'll get what he thinks when he comes back. We'll go a little bit brief on him as we'll be covering a lot of the games. And we're gonna kick it off here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, talking 
about the, the games that are going on. Let's start with the first one that's up on tap. Arizona Cardinals, they make their way on over to L.A. They are taking on the Rams. A surprising Rams team just depends on what you really think about that football team. Were they ready to make the next move out and come become that NFC West team that can make it? And let me see. I just got a message from Cuervo. Let's find out what the message is. He's going to be late. Uh... And fashionably late, looking for a quiet spot to sit down and call in. He'll be giving us a call here in just a moment. And when he does, we will go back to just the radio. Head on over to the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we do that, when he gets all set, we'll bring him in uh, to this week and get his uh, picks. But we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. They're three and three. Last week, they get a big-time victory. I did not think that they were going to get because they are reminding me of the Arizona Cardinals of the early 2000s, guys. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got that victory. But that game was at Arizona, which is a hard stadium to get a victory in uh, if you head on down to Glendale to take on the Arizona Cardinals. But the Arizona Cardinals, they're on the road this week. They're taking on a 4-2 Rams team that you can say whatever you want about the Rams for the last few seasons, and you would probably be right. Jared Goff seems to be that guy who really is the guy. He sees He seems to be the guy that they needed at the quarterback position, and they're getting a lot of stuff done with him. Now, the Rams have only won twice at home since moving to L.A., so that's number one. They don't have a home field advantage per se. So when you have the Arizona Cardinals coming in, giving a good performance, why is that? They have a new guy by the name of Adrian Peterson on their football team. And this is like Adrian Peterson that seems to be – you know, kind of rejuvenated there in Arizona. I'm going to tell you the reason why. In Arizona, he gets the ball eight yards back. When he was in New Orleans playing with Drew Brees, he got the ball from five to six yards back. That is a huge difference because the situation for Adrian Peterson, he needs to see the field. And when Adrian Peterson sees the field, you see the stats that he got last week. Now, the Rams are 4-2, so that is huge for them. They get a 27-17 victory over the Jaguars, and I picked the Jaguars, and they flew cross-country to play that game. So that is a thing where you see the moxie of their quarterback in reality. And I love the fact that they can get done what they're doing with that young quarterback. I think he should have started from last year. But he got the experience enough to see what the NFL speed is all about to where he can maybe make them a success this year. And so far, that's what's going on right now. So Arizona, they're 5-0 and in their – their, mark that. Arizona is 5-0-1 in the past six games against NFC West opponents. So that tells you something, obviously, about games that are right there within their division. 
They put the nose to the grindstone, and they play those games very well. They've had a lot of success against the Rams, but this is a different Rams team. By the way, this Rams team also had a very good defense for the last few years. Good to see you there, Jeff. And then, of course, there is Steel City Swarm giving us a watch here as well. The Rams have always seemed to have a halfway decent defense for the last couple of years. It was the offense that was staggering for them. So now they go ahead, they get that quarterback. They are beginning to chug a lug right now. So the difference between the Rams of the past is, is that they actually got a team that can actually move the ball. I'm gonna, I, I look at this game and I've got to ask myself offensively, is right now, Jared Goff, all right, is uh, seventh in the NFL right now with 1,484 yards passing the football. And he has thrown eight touchdowns against three interceptions. So I look at those numbers, and I like what I see. But the Arizona Cardinals, when they go to take on the L.A. Rams, they need to have that Adrian Peterson that they saw last week. But will AP become the AP of pass? And I'm talking about after he has a real good game, this guy seems to tend to drop off a couple of games. He'll have an outstanding game and then drop down to 60, 70 yards and may, you know, average about two or three yards a carry. Not that explosive guy each and every week. But he still brings something to the Arizona Cardinals when they lost their, their mainstay at the running back position early in this season. It's a guy that you have to plan for. And when you've got a guy when you have to plan for him, it makes a difference out on the football field. So whether or not the you know the train that is Adrian Peterson can get the job done on the other side of the football, they got Gurley on the other side of the football. And I like me some Todd Gurley. This guy, he is a locomotive when he runs the football. So is Adrian Peterson, but a younger version of a guy that can get the job done. Listen to Gurley. He is fourth in the league right now with 521 yards, and he's on pace to finish with 1,400 yards. And nearly half of his rushes have gone at least five yards. Only two of his runs to date have gone over 20 yards, though. So you get the Adrian Peterson that can rip off the 20 yards, but on the other side you get the guy that grinds it out right there in the middle and taking the hits and everything else. I think that's where they could come down to. I don't give Rams any kind of home field advantage. I just think they're a better football team right now. Yolanda will understand what I talk about, who's watching, of course, there's Coach E again. The Arizona Cardinals of the 2000s were hard to watch, and I'm getting a version of that this season with the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't, I don't trust the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, even with Adrian Peterson, I don't trust it. So you have to ask yourself the question, can you trust Adrian Peterson? Can you trust the Arizona Cardinals? You have Larry Fitzgerald, which should have flew away from the nest a long time ago to get a Super Bowl ring, whether it be in New, uh, New, uh, New England or anywhere else. This is a guy that's workhorse for that football team, always there. But 
You look at guys that are getting older, Adrian Peterson. Obviously, he isn't the same Adrian Peterson we saw in 2008 and 2009. He's not the same Adrian Peterson that came off the knee injury and just ran like crazy and almost broke the dang record, okay? It's hard to question Adrian Peterson and what he does week in, week out. So then you've got to go to the quarterback position. I... As much as I like Carson Palmer, I I don't think right now that if I had my choice between Carson Palmer or Goff, I wouldn't take Goff. Young guy that's going on there. But here's one thing that you get with Carson Palmer. You get that veteran leadership that what he is. That's what he's all about. So this was that I almost had to pull out the couch potato quarter and flip this one in the air. But – when you look at this game and you see this game, it's at home. You're seeing a different L.A. Ram team. You know, it's hard for me to pick against the Rams right now because of the uncertainty of what the Arizona Cardinals are with Adrian Peterson or not. So that is the reason why I'm going to go ahead and pick the Rams, not because I'm a newfound love on this, on this team, not at all. I just think they're a better football team right now. And defensively, I know they're better. So everybody says that defense wins championships. Well, let's see if they can win a game. So that's why I'm going to stick with the Rams, not because of Jared Goff, not because of Todd Gurley, but of the defense. That defense is a really, really strong defense that they have got to work up to. So I like, I like the Rams in this game. Not an Arizona Cardinal hater there, Yolanda. I know that you don't want to do that. And there is Cuervo. He's joining, watching the video. He's going to join us here in a couple of minutes on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Of course, he's a little fashionably light. He probably wouldn't get the high and tight there for his haircut. So uh, he'll be joining us. But uh, but I like the Rams this week. Um, I, I'm not saying that, you know this one was that gimme. This is one of those tough games this week that we had to watch and try to figure out who we're going to pick. And the Arizona Cardinals, they're 3-3 three and three within the division. They need this victory. The Rams, they need this victory because when you look at the division and where they are, if you go to the NFC West, the Rams right now on top of that division at 4-2, and two, playing good football, Seattle at 3-2, and two, Arizona 3-3, three and three, and San Francisco hasn't won at all. I, I'm all right, so he's all right, so Cuervo's going to try to do this. I we're going to do a side by side thing. I don't know if this will work. He's going to see if he can do it. Um, we're going to try to stay up on air. Uh, but I got the Arizona Cardinals uh, getting this victory to make the NFC West interesting. And then if Seattle gets a victory today, uh, this week. That could be really interesting that Seattle is actually on the road to take on the Giants. So that could make a very interesting NFC West for three teams. So I'm going to go with the Rams in this one and see what what the um, Arizona Cardinals can do. I, I like Arizona. I just don't like them for this game. We'll see if their defense can show up and prove me wrong. Next game up on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we cover them all. This one is a, I was watching all the experts, and I have yet, I have yet seen a team go ahead and, or, or an expert pick the Ravens in this game. 
The Ravens are 3-3, three and, three, and the AFC North, the top division in football. And then you've got Minnesota. They're first in the North, okay, leading the North because of, you know, Green Bay's loss last week and their, and their victory this week, or this past week. Minnesota Vikings talking about bringing back Teddy Bridgewater. If you're winning football games, you don't bring back Teddy Bridgewater. And I know the NFL, and I know these teams, and I know what they do. They rush guys back. But if you're winning football game with Case Keenum, you keep Case Keenum in the football game, period. But after a 2-0 start, the Ravens, they are 3-3. Three and three. Okay, they've lost three of their last four, including last weekend, an overtime loss to a rookie quarterback in the Bears and Travinsky. So now you look at the Baltimore Ravens. They started off really hot and heavy. And then you're like, wow, geez, this looks like the Baltimore Ravens of the past. But what is faltering right now is their defense. And that showed last week when they took on the Chicago Bears. Excuse me, folks. Got to get this keeping going here. But now, the Vikings, who are 4-2, they've won two division games in a row. Okay? The injury to Aaron Rodgers. That seems like a recipe for a good take that is the NFC North crown. I don't know. John Harbaugh, I think, is really right now beginning to feel the heat, okay? He's beginning to get those griddle markers on his butt right now. Because really, if you look at what Baltimore has done, hasn't done a lot since the Super Bowl, and in seasons where they had injury after injury after injury, um, and now with the recent struggles right now of the Ravens, as they're saying, but they're still in striking distance of the AFC North as they go up against the uh, Bengals and the uh, Browns or the Steelers. So you watch out for that. Now, right now, as far as where this team is looking at, as far as where they are, Minnesota, Case Keenum is doing the job. Sam Bradford, if you watched that game a couple weeks back when I was in Arizona, I watched that Monday night. Sam Bradford looks like he's hurt. Sam Bradford doesn't mean – Sam Bradford doesn't even really seem to be able to put anything together out on the football field. I'm sitting right here with you there. But I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not saying Case Keenum is the answer at all. John Coates, good to see you there. Uh, Coachy's uh, protege. I'm not expecting Case Keenum to be the number one quarterback on any football team next year, but he's going to do the job. And he's done a good job in replacement of Sam Bradford and, of course, Teddy Bridgewater. But are you like me when you look at the Minnesota Vikings talking about bringing back Teddy Bridgewater quick? I find it as a mistake, not just for this year, but it could be a mistake for the franchise in its future. So, now, the Ravens defense, not as aggressive as they used to be. Mike Zimmer will play that off all day long. You know, they've got an aggressive defense. I don't believe them. I don't, if I'm seeing that they're not as aggressive as they are or have been, 
then he sees it. He can't be, even with bad eyes. I mean, and that was a concern for Sonny on how I felt how Minnesota would, you know, fare this season. Zimmer and his eyesight. And now from what I'm hearing and everything I've read, his eyesight is back and ready to go so he can see the field. And that is always a good guy to have. you got a 12th guy uh, with Mike Zimmer being able to see what's going on on the football field to where he can make adjustments and get this team ready. But right now, the question would be, who's the more desperate team right now? Right now it's Baltimore at 3-3. Three and three. I'm not saying Minnesota can afford to lose this game, but they can kind of afford to lose this game and still be in the running in the NFC North. However, I think, love the shirt, yeah, Billy back. I think there's a team that needs to win, and it's Baltimore. And, I, and folks, every, I, I've watched all of the so-called experts out there, none of them are giving Baltimore a chance. And that right there tells me I want to give them the chance. Now, that might be Sonny being stubborn and and saying, well, you know, I'm just going to go against them. I like Joe Flacco. Now, he's not the Joe Flacco two or three years ago. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm looking at this game, I, I like both sides of the football, the defense. I think the defense obviously is better in Minnesota. But Baltimore, they still got skills. I mean, this is a ball hawk uh, defense. They can find the ball in the air. And I think that's what's going to end up happening here. I think we see a couple of interceptions. It's just funny rambling and thinking. Yeah, no, I, from what I'm, I'm, look, I'm reading here, I'm reading some notes here. Uh, yeah, Cuervo's asking that it should be, Bradford should not be starting. And, the reason why there's a couple weeks back on how bad this guy looked in Case Keenum. What's the difference right now between Sam Bradford and Keenum? If anything, Keenum's better, but they're the same quarterback. But I like I like more Joe Flacco. I like what this guy is gonna be is gonna be doing doing this in this game. I think Joe Flacco also knows that he can get the ball down the field against Minnesota. I. But that could be his downfall because maybe he can't. So you got to ask yourself that question as well. But Case Keenum, he's expected to make the start. There's um, some you know, rumbling that Sam Bradford will start. So I get the asterisks on this one. If Sam Bradford starts, I'm definitely not taking him. But I, there's no, there's no uh, asterisk. I'm going to go with the Ravens. The Ravens need this game more. And looking at the standings in this game, the Ravens can ill afford to lose this football game. They can ill afford to drop more in the AFC North. And um, Steel City Storm knows what I'm talking about. Pittsburgh's on top right now at 4-2. Baltimore's right behind them. They can't go 3-4, and four, and especially if Pittsburgh gets the victory against Cincinnati. They'll stretch it out to five and two, and Baltimore will fall to three and four. They can't afford to lose this football game. So desperation along with the professionalism of a team that has done this before is the reason why I'm going to go with the Ravens. Keenum does have the hot hat. I don't think there is any, any controversy. Um, it might be controversy because of the money. So good question there from my co-host Cuervo. 
I, you know, I, I look at it and I got to ask myself the question. Is Baltimore, I think Baltimore has the better quarterback. I think, you know, the Minnesota Vikings have a little bit better of a defense, but I'm going to go with the quarterback when it's that close and the situation the way it stands. If you go to Minnesota right now, they're on top of that division of four and two. They can afford to lose this game, especially if Green Bay loses to New Orleans, and we're going to talk about that game here, uh, and still be in the running. So the more desperate team for the victory, and I think they end up getting it, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Quarterball, let me know who you're picking. I'm kind of reading some of these notes and keeping track of everything that I do here while I do the show. But I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. They need it more. I think there's a bet. Obviously, it's the better quarterback. So I think that one, to me, seems to be an easy pick this week. Steelers and Baltimore heads up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Good point, Steel City, for those that are watching. I, it, it, they need that game. So that head-to-head will even be much better here in a few weeks. Baltimore Ravens and Steelers is going to be good. So I'm on Baltimore this week. Whoever, let me know who you got in this one. As we are here, we're talking about all the games that are going on in the NFL. We're going to head on to the next game that I got up on tap. The Carolina Panthers lost last week. And oh, mark that. They were on they, last time they played, they lost. They're 4 and 2 right now in the lead. In the NFC South, Chicago Bears two and four. They're in last place, but they got the bolt of lightning. That is Michael Trubisky. That is the young cat that's coming in that might turn the franchise around. But one of the things that I look at when I look at the Chicago Bears, being a fan of this team for as long as I had, once they get the guy, it's not the fact that they got the guy. It's what they're going to build around the guy. And the Arizona Cardinals have not been able to build around the guy. Or, uh, the uh, Chicago Bears have not been able to build around the guy. So maybe not this year. I'm not too worried about it. But what the Chicago Bears do for the future when you bring that in, they definitely need to do something about the offensive line. So they never, they got to get that portion of it figured out. But this week, Carolina takes the trip. And John Fox is right there. So John Fox knows a little bit about Cam Newton. Just a little. Um, So, and then Julius Peppers, you know, he comes back to Carolina after being in Chicago. Lots of interesting side stories in this one. So, you know, with the Panthers 4-2, Cardinals two and four. Pepper spent four seasons with the Bears. John, this is one of those games where you take a look at it and say, (laughs) these two teams should know each other very well. So, you know, but Julius Peppers, let's be honest, this guy's so far past his prime, it's unbelievable. And I think they just brought him back, but he still can get and make plays. You do need to know where Julius Peppers is on that side of the football field. But he's going to have that, you know, missile aiming right at Mitchell Trubisky. So will Trubisky be able to get away from that? You know, Trubisky got his first victory last week, a game that they probably shouldn't have won, but they did. 
Um, the Ravens, you know, that victory they shouldn't have lost, I mean, shouldn't have won against the Ravens in overtime. Trubisky, 241 yards, two touchdowns, interceptions. Um, you know, he, it's been crazy. But one of the things that you got to look at is is that his accuracy is it going to get better? Okay, all right. His average is a twenty point five passes per game. Is that going to get the job done? I like this this running back that they got in Chicago. This young cat that gets a his name is I'll get I think it's uh, Howard. Uh, I don't remember his first name. This this cat has got some skills. I like the guy. So you get the combination of two young guys right there. Bears, do something about your future while you got these two guys here. These guys are going to be your guys on offense. Let's do something about it. Here it is. Jordan Howard has 495 yards, four touchdowns in his first six games with Chicago. He's number one in the NFC, number three in the NFL, averaging 136 yards rushing the football. So... I, I, I like what's going on there. But Cam Newton is one of these guys. I think Cam Newton plays better on the road than he does at home. And that could be a good thing. But the fact that these two teams know each other is where they are. By the way, Luke Peekley out for this game. That's what worries me a lot about you know pulling the trigger on Carolina. So will I do it or not? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, that worries me. Cam Newton, right now, he wants to you know, beat the Bears with his arms. I don't think he wants to go to his legs. He might be able to get that done as Cam Newton's offensive line desperately, desperately needs a good game. And so they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do about the rush attack that's coming from the Chicago Bears. If they get all that figured out ahead of time, it's going to be hap- it's going to happen. By the way, Cam Newton, 1,476 yards passing, touchdowns, nine of them. Let me get that little note from Cuervo. Okay, same one. Um, so eight touchdowns uh, and eight interceptions so far this season, though. He's rushed for 161 yards. Hey, Matt Moss, my man. Getting all my indoor football guys coming in and seeing me. Yeah, there, there's Grady. Grady, how you doing? Good to see you. Um, Cam Newton again. Uh, passed fourteen hundred seventy-six yards, nine touchdowns, eight interceptions. Though he's only rushed the ball for one hundred sixty-one yards and three touchdowns. What we are seeing is Cam Newton. You know, between the twenties. He's using his arms more as his legs, and he gets down close to the red zone. There you go. You're going to see the legs then. So, and that's what they need to do, I think. But, you know, when you look at where they are, he ranks second in the NFL among quarterbacks as far as rushing the football. Uh, he's behind uh, the Texans quarterback, Watson, who's got 202 and two touchdowns. So, Ron Rivera wants to see more production from other runners besides Newton as well. Need to get Jonathan Stewart in there. He's rushed for 247 yards, but he hasn't got into the end zone yet. Good to see you there, Coach Bauer. <laughs> um, I, wa- I want to see more from the rushing game from, from the Carolina Panthers besides 
Cam Newton, of course. Then you got the uh, whole situation now. Rookie, uh, the rookie quarterback McCaffrey uh, sometimes gives them a little spark here and there, uh, but they usually use him in the passing game. I'd like to see him run the football a little bit more. But he's got 37 receptions and scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. They're still going to use his arm. I, I love what's going on. The Panthers have 10 days of rest as well up on top of this. As much as I want to you know, see Mitchell Trubisky get his second victory right in a row, I just don't know if they're going to get it, even though this game is in Soldier Field. Ten times these two teams have met. Chicago right now holds the lead with a 5-4 edge, and they got one victory, uh, one tie. So last time that they played in 2014, Panthers beat the Chicago Bears 31-24, to and that was a couple of, uh, out there. Uh, Need more? Yeah, absolutely. More functions. Absolutely. Get that guy more involved. A couple of weeks ago, that guy was monster. Uh, so you're right, Steel City, sir. I need to, and plus he has a modest fantasy team. I get it. Uh, but we need to see more of that, definitely. Using the weapons that are available to him, and what do great quarterbacks do? They make average you know, wide receiver superstars. Right now, Cam Newton has not really done that with anybody. So, will he make it with punches? That's going to be huge right there. There's my uncle, Harry Larry. Not so Harry as much. Good to see you, my Uncle Larry. So, I'm up on it. I, I, I like Carolina in this one over the Chicago Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, I think we're going to see some good stuff from him in the future. So, But as far as what's going on here, I think Carolina plays better up on the road. road. Hold on. Did you request? I don't know if that's going to work. Did you send that to me? Where did you send that to me? I'm trying to get my co-host on. We haven't done this here before. So uh, trying to get my co-host up online, see if we can do a split screen. We're going to have to figure out how to do this. But Cam Newton is right. Uh, my caller says he's been playing really good lately, and he has. So I'm going to go Cam Newton and Carolina Panthers, who play better on the road, and they keep their lead right there in the NFC South. The NFC South has become very, very competitive. I love that division of football because I picked Carolina to actually win that division, but New Orleans has been playing well. Um, and Tampa Bay, what, what the, you know, they're going to be desperate as they're going to go ahead. They're going to start. Uh, something just popped up. Do that again, Cuervo. I was looking away right when something popped up. I think you sent to me. Um, so where's it coming? Hold on. Maybe, oh, it's right there. Let's see here. Let's see here. Add. Invite Mario. Invite. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing this right. We're trying to get the co-hosts on the on the there. So there's the inviting. I need to hit the back button. I I really hate messing with these phones, Corey. But we <laughs> we this up in advance um, uh, to try. There he is. It is. Can I hear you? Can I hear you? Oh, I got you. Awesome. Talk a little. Talk a little bit. I don't know. Can everybody else see Cuervo up there? I see him, but I don't know if everybody else. Yes. All right, so we got you. So we're doing this. All right. 
Let's talk a little about it. Let me know what you think about Cam Newton and the Chicago Bears this week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, I you know, with also the fact that they what do you think about the Bears? I mean, they obviously need to do something for the future. They got that rookie uh, running back. They got Trubinsky. They need to shore up and get a little bit on the offensive line. But this is where the Bears drop the ball a lot. Cuervo is not protecting their assets. This is a football team for next year needs to make some huge moves, at least on the offensive line as well, to help Mitchell Trubisky be more successful in the future. Right. Absolutely. And we'll see what they do in the future on that. Let's talk a little bit about this. Who you got in this game? You got Carolina or you got your Bears? Our Bears, you know. Absolutely. Over. So you got to pull the trigger. You got to go Carolina over the bear. Come on. You got to pull the trigger. Are you? So, so, so who you guys? So make the pick. Who are you going? Carolina, good man. All right. So we got you on Carolina. Let's hop back really quick. Baltimore and Minnesota. Tough, tough, tough game to pick here. All the experts, and I've watched almost all of them this week because I've had a little time. Every 
Every one of them's going Minnesota. That tells me something about Baltimore. I think who's the better quarterback is obvious. Um, that's why I'm going Baltimore in this game. Even though they're on the road, they take that bad loss last week. This is a game Baltimore has to have to stay in contention in the AFC North. Minnesota, they can afford to lose this game. What do you think about it? A lot, yes. Definitely. So you're gonna, you're gonna, are you gonna hang on Minnesota with the uh, Case Keenum? Or are you going to go Joe Flacco? Yeah, he does. He needs to call me. He needs to call me for me to tell him no. I mean, a couple. If you go back a couple weeks ago, Cuervo, Sam Bradford did not. It obviously didn't look healthy. Maybe that's the difference. But when I watched that game, he looked pitiful. I mean, he looked defeated in that game when he came back. He had no business out on the football field. And when they got the turnover, they put him back out on the football field. It was a, it was a bad thing. They ended up getting a field goal, but they could have very easily got the touchdown as well. Yes. Definitely. So I'm going Baltimore. He's going Minnesota. I have the Rams. He has the Cardinals. We agree on the Carolina Panthers. That brings us to the next game that's up tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. AFC South battle going to Arizona. Uh, mark that. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Indianapolis. Now, this is one of those games, Cuervo, after Monday night's comeback uh, uh, loss. 
uh, to, to Tennessee. How are the Colts going to be feeling going in this one? And how about my Jacksonville Jaguars? They have got a defense that's getting to the quarterback. They lead the league in sacks. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, the defense is what's really making the Jaguars the good football team. But what's also interesting is about the actual standings of the AFC South. Tennessee's on top, three and three. Jacksonville, they're three and three. Houston, they're three and three. And the Indianapolis Colts are not out of it at two and four. Uh, so that being said, that makes this a pivotal game within the division on who can maybe take the AFC South crown. Nope. Hey, Harry. I think you're right, and I think the key to this game is going to be the pass rush. And we got, of course, the the Jacksonville Jaguars, what they do to get to the quarterback has been amazing. They got 23 sacks, and Campbell has eight of them. He's second in the NFL with that being said. Of course, the name of the show. So if you're the Jaguars, you're going to be going at a young beside who's having a tough time in order to find his receivers, never mind not make the uh, uh the mistakes that he's made. And if you look at it, he's spending 2.93 seconds from snap to throw. That's 31st worst in the NFL. And when you've got a team such as the Jaguars who are going to go after him, guess what? That's one thing that they're going to have to worry about really, really a um, uh, uh, whole lot in this game is as well. We're going to have to get Bassard on his legs and have him throw the football. Then the question will be, will he be successful at that? I, if they don't have the game plan for Bassard to go out there and run the, run the football with Bassard on passing the football, that's going to be a problem. But one of the big things, Cuervo, this is a football team. I'm looking at third down conversions are a, a disgrace for this football team. Uh, they're not getting their percentage there right now. Uh, they're two and nine in 2000 uh, in last week's game. And they are 30, 38%. That's the, uh, one of the worst in the NFL on third down conversions. If you don't get third downs in this uh, in this game in the NFL, you don't win football games, and that's what we're looking at right now with the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Scott Tolzien. Yeah. Well, 
Yes. Well, they're going to have a top 10 pick if they keep going the way they're going right now. So there still will be talent there. So that is something that they could do um, as far as the Indianapolis Colts are. And and I mentioned a couple weeks ago at my dad's house, and my dad thought I was maybe, you know, taking some meds or something, when I said, is Andrew Luck a bust? And it might be a little bit too early to say that he's a bust, but – NFL defensive coordinators have figured this guy out, Cuervo, whether it's injury or just not being very productive out on the football field. He has not been the same guy that we saw in the first two seasons uh, with his career in Indianapolis. Yeah. 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 Taking a look at this game, by the way, the Colts, um, they've been giving up second-half uh, leads, and that's a problem when they do get the lead. They're not being able to hold it in the second half. On the other hand, you've got Blake Bortles right now. He's only completed 57% of his passes. That's good for 31st in the league, by the way, guys, and that's not going to get the job done. Also, uh, just a note that has come out, I'm going to do a Ted Koppel up on our other program. Uh, we have uh, Leonard Fournette is not going to be in the in the lineup, so that's another thing that's going to go on. I've got to move here, so uh, yeah, he's at least that's according to uh, what I'm reading online. No Leonard Fournette this week, so I think that could be a problem for the Jacksonville Jaguars because you need the guy that can make your play, you know, make the plays for you. So then you got to ask the question, Cuervo, um, you know. We talked a little bit about how running backs, you know, you run them and you run them and you run them and you run them. Guess what? If you continue to keep running them, how that's going to affect your team and your guy. And 
I don't think the Jaguars are, you know, all you got to do is go back to MJD and see how they ran him into the ground. You see other teams that run guys so much. And what one that reminds me of, and his name slipped in my mind, um, yeah, he played for the Chargers and then he went over to the Saints. Uh, that that running back, uh, you'll probably remember his name because I, I know you're a San Diego fan. But I, I just cannot fathom why the Jacksonville Jaguars want to go ahead and just run the heck out of Leonard Fournette. And it, I think it could cost him some games uh, later on down the road there, Cuervo. No, uh, he's a running back. It was a running back, and they ran him into the ground, and then he left him. Well, I'll see if I can find out who it was. Uh, I'll do a search here. But um, one of the things that I worry about for the Jaguars is running Leonard Fournette into the ground, and this guy's just a rookie, and this guy's got a lot of touches already this season. So that's one of the things I worry about. But as far as this game is concerned, the secondary, um, this should be – now. This should be the game that you get Blake Bortles to go ahead and become the guy. And what I mean is prove that you can throw against a football team that has a weak secondary such as the Colts. The only problem is I think the Colts are going to be in this game until the end, and that's a problem as far as that team is concerned as well. They need to be able to, you know, buried this football team and I don't know if the Jaguars are capable of doing it because of who they got at the quarterback and that being Blake Bortles he, he, I don't I, I want to say he sucks everybody, everybody says Sonny you're crazy Blake Bortles doesn't suck well he hasn't proved anything to me in reality so um, I, I, I gotta ask myself that question each and every week you know is this the guy is this the guy that's going to be able to do it for Jacksonville what do you think Yep. He's ragging on my blue. He's ragging on my blue. Thank it, it, very well deserved, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, Quavo. What, what do you think about this game? As the Jaguars, you know, they they got to prove it again. They they're going to have to put it together out on the football field. And of course, as I set up my camera, I put something on top of my notes. So I'm going to be shaking here for just another minute. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville because they should win this game. The question is, Quavo, do you think they can actually get the job done and get the victory? 
I think they should win it, and so that's the reason why I'm going to head on to it and and go ahead and pick them. So, uh, and I was looking at all the other notes and everything. Uh, I think the other notes are kind of irrelevant because I think it does come down to a Blake Bortles sighting, um, making sure that he's able to do it and get the job done. So, so are you on the Jags as well on this one? I think you're right. I think that's where you – because I think it's going to be close at the end of this one. So uh, we'll watch out for that one. So that having been said, we're going to head on to the next game that's on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to head on over to an interesting NFC matchup. The New Orleans Saints, who are 3-2, and two, by the way, have won quietly three games in a row after setting 0-2. Green Bay Packers right now, they're second in the NFC North. They are at 4-2. and two. Um, This is a game that desperately the Packers have to win, not because of where they will be, but more than the fact is that later on in the season, if they do get Aaron Rodgers to come back, will they still be close enough to go ahead and be able to plug him in and get into the playoffs? So every game for the Green Bay Packers for the rest of the season until they get Aaron Rodgers back is almost a, a must-win for the Packers. And this one they get in Green Bay at Lambeau. They have the Saints this week. Yeah, they have the Saints this week. The Saints are, yeah, in Lambeau. Yeah, no kidding, right? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't expect it. Definitely. I know. (laughs) It's one of those tough ones. And did you hear the coach? You told me about that 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 soundbite, and I went back and watched it. And boy, oh boy, they they want no part of Colin Kaepernick whatsoever. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. 
<laughs> I I look at this game, Cuervo, and and I just look at the quarterback. And you got to look at what Drew Brees can do. Drew Brees can do it. Also, in that NFC South, they're sitting on top in this division. Why, you know, uh, well, not on top. They're not on top. They're second. They're tied with Carolina uh, because of numbers. They're this, you know, they're one game behind them actually, uh, as the Carolina Panthers are two and four. So they've got to get the victory to keep up with Carolina. If Carolina does have a way uh, with the Bears today, so they got to keep in the hunt regardless if they're going to get the job done. So you know, and and Steel City Storm makes a very valid point here. Within he says Hundley's been part of the uh, system for a long time so that question will be in reality you know how's that going to be are are they going to be able to get the job done now Cuervo I am getting messages about I've got to switch over to the internet I'm actually on my ground so um, who do you have in this one we'll we'll come back we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back I agree with you. All right, so we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to – I got to hook onto the Internet within the house. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, we'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be back here in about three to four minutes uh, after the break here on the Couch, Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll see you in four minutes. Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 
6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving RELED 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, it is it's fresh. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the... Hardest working man in sports radio coming to you live here on a Sunday morning on my internet. Oh, come on. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I'm going to have Cuervos give I'm having a hard time with my internet here, so let me um, blog talk. All right, so um, we were going to go and do another video portion of it. We are not going to be able to get that part done. Um, it's something with the internet here. So, uh, let's see here. 
Uh, so we'll get Cuervo back in here. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're covering all the games here uh, on a Sunday morning. So we got about an hour and a half. We're going to go over uh, the games, the rest of them that are up on board, some good ones that are set. Um, so um, watch out for that. Once we get this thing figured out with the Facebook Live and how we can get it to work, we'll try that again. Maybe next week, maybe we'll try to roll it on and try to get it done. There is Cuervo. Let's bring him in. How you doing, Cuervo? Sorry we had to go. I, I enjoyed the video. I'm, I'm, my my uh, Internet connection isn't all that great, and it's making it hard. Well, <clears throat> you know, meeting here in the middle of the desert, Sonny, my, my, my side, my end doesn't help, so... Um, hopefully the feed that you were getting back from me was at least decent. Oh, it was. I saw you crystal clear, so everything was good. You 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 did well. So we are back here on our regular coverage of the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, we'll maybe see how we can get that part figured out with it. I might even do it while we do a couple of minutes here. Maybe I'll try to connect connect with my laptop and see if we can get up on live. So I'll try to do that while we're talking about the games here. Maybe we'll pop back up. Uh, but next game that's up on board here. Now, before I move on to the next game, Cuervo, um, is there anything you want to talk about the game that we had to rudely get out of, the New, the New Orleans game in Green Bay, or you pretty much got that one covered? Yeah, you know, Sonny, I, I do, but it's like I know I mentioned on the on the live on the live portion that uh, I was taking Green Bay. Boy, it's just like something tells me though that the Saints are, especially offensively, they're clicking right now, and I think I think everybody yeah, knows that. So it, it's 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 a toss up, man. But I think because Green Bay's at home, and I think that Hunley uh, can keep them in there and do just enough to uh, not lose the game. I think Green Bay can win this game, but boy, it's going to be close. This is going to be probably, hopefully, the game of the day. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I, I'm going to take the high hand. I think I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and see if Drew Brees can get the job done. The only problem is uh, that. That one's in Lambeau, man, and that that that's always going to be a tough sell in reality to yeah, try exactly. to get a, you know get that victory in Lambeau. Um, it, it's not very easy to get the victories at all in Lambeau. So, but I, I think with the fact that there is no Aaron Rodgers, if this was the second week with the quarterback getting everything all set and ready to go, I would jump on that in a heartbeat and say, "Yep, they got no problems. They should be able to get it." Um, I don't feel comfortable with that as we talk about that so um where it is now it it should be very interesting as far as the the whether or not green bay can you know utilize that next man up mentality that they're used to doing all the time and will they continue it so that's going to be the big question obviously as we go so um that's why i'm up on the saints this week and um and I, I think Drew Brees, in reality, man, this is a guy who's been able to get the job done and get it done well. Hey, 
And I think, did you mute yourself there, Cuervo? But, uh, <laughs> Son of a gun. There he is. See, this is why <laughs> we need to continue Facebook Live because I, I'm going I'm to try to get back up. I, I'm, switch, I'm switching from my phone to my laptop to do the Facebook Live. I might be able to get that done. So uh, give me a couple minutes. Well, what we'll do is we'll go on to the next game that is up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And the next game up on tap is a, an interesting game. A three-and-three Jets team who lost last week. Um, as I didn't think that they would have too much of a chance against New uh, New England last week. However, the Jets get the Miami Dolphins who are three-and-two. They're third sitting in the AFC uh, East. Um, you know, behind everybody on this, the Jets and the Patriots. So that interdivision game, Cuervo, it's going to be up for grabs this week. Um, and the Miami Dolphins, if they get the victory, they move themselves to four and two, and uh, sitting there pretty with there with New England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are they are sitting pretty. Um, you know, right now. And 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 how about the Patriots? I mean that. The, to me, they just look different this year, Sonny. I don't know what it is about the Patriots. I mean, obviously the defense is not what, what we're normally used to seeing, you know, when they're, you know, middle-of-the-pack type defense. Nobody uh, – and Green Bay – or uh, uh, New England's never had a dominant, uh, you know, defense where they're ranked, you know, top five in the league or anything like that. But they've always been middle-of-the-pack this year, though, Sonny. It just seems like – Boy, they're just, they're struggling big time, and and you know now, you know they they're gonna go ahead and they're gonna uh, Sunday night game against the Falcons. That's gonna be interesting. I think so too. Um, that that we'll we'll talk about that game a little bit later, but in the in the long run, right now where we're at. You know, as far as this game is concerned, Miami. You know, I almost pulled the trigger on them last week as I mm-hmm. it, as they. It, I just couldn't. I just couldn't get past Atlanta uh, with where they were and what they were doing. So uh, at home, new yeah, stadium. Yes, that was a huge road victory for them. And you know, so moving forward, you know where where things are sitting as far as that division is concerned, Miami's in third place behind Buffalo, but they're both three and two. So Buffalo um, this week, I'm not sure if they're on the buy or not. I'll check the schedule here. I think that, no, they're, uh, they, they're home against Tampa Bay. So Buffalo is another team that needs another good game uh, to uh, stay within. So both of these teams trying to keep up with the Patriots, but you know, you mentioned about the Patriots and what, where they are and where they're sitting. You know, this is a football team that has always played at a very, very high level. The problem this season in reality, Cuervo, it's not the fact that they're a bad football team is they're just coming down from being so great all the time. So um, that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show here. Um, I, you know, I sooner or later expected this. Um, so the fact that they they haven't had as much success as we've seen from them for the last three years doesn't surprise me going into the season. But what is surprising me is how Miami, you know, three and two, 
They get Jay Cutler. Hasn't been spectacular, but they're in striking distance. And in reality, in this division, Cuervo, that's really where you need to be, within striking distance, because you might be able to get a wild card. Yeah, I mean, that, that should be the goal. I mean, you know, you, you look at the uh, the division right now, if we're talking about the AFC East, um, really it's a three-way tie because I believe all the teams are three and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, everybody's three and two except except for Buffalo. Um, or, no, or actually, actually uh, New England's four New England and two, Buffalo – yeah, and uh, for, uh, three and two for Buffalo and Miami, and New York is three and three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew, I knew that uh, the Dolphins had their bye in, in week one, and but I didn't. I don't. I had forgotten that the Jets already did their bye week as well. So, um, you know, I, I, this is going to be an interesting game. I, I mean, you know, last time they played, the Jets somehow won. Um, you know, and, and they and they look like a team that actually knew how to play football, which is uh, a little little unusual for a team like the Jets. I mean, everybody thought they were going to be, you know, the worst team or one of the worst teams in the league. So, uh, but the Jets have been doing some good things lately. I mean, you know, turning the ball over. Um, Josh McCown's been been uh, you know playing halfway decent, and now they got Matt Forte back. So. It's 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 at least the past couple of weeks. It looks like things are coming together. I'm not saying that they're going to be contending, but I mean the Jets are playing competitive football. We'll just put it that way. Absolutely, and and they they can't afford to. I mean, right now, you know, you, we can say whatever we want, Cuervo, but right now the quarter uh, the the coach of the Jets, uh, you know, the guy. The defensive coordinator from the Arizona Cardinals came over, um, not getting the success that I think the team expected in reality. Um, so that's a problem for them as a team. But you know, for the future for that team, uh, will they keep their? Will they keep that head coach? Will be a big question towards the end of the year. And it's got to start with games like this, division games. You've got to play well in division games, or not only could you lose your job uh, as far as the uh, the um, division is concerned, you've got to be somewhat competitive with New England because, let's be honest, they have owned the AFC East for the last, what, 12 years? So uh, since mm-hmm. they keep winning that division, uh, you, you as a head coach, you've got to bring something to the mix. And right now they're not they're just not getting it. No, they're definitely not getting it. I mean, not even defensively, which is Todd Bowles' specialty. You know That's I mean? his name, Todd Bowles. They're not, yes. they're not playing that well. So it's it's really been a struggle. Now, with that said, Sonny, I mean, let's let's be real. The level of talent on that football team is not exactly, uh, <laughs> you know, A grade or, or even B grade. Uh, compared to what you got in New England and what you got with, uh, you know, even even some of the pieces in Miami are, are are solid, but what you get with the Jets, it's just it's a bunch of no-name guys. Like their their leading receiver, I mean, nobody's ever heard of him. So, it, it's, and I don't want to hear the Cinderella story comments, and that, that's ridiculous because 
that rarely, rarely ever happens. It rarely ever works. So, yeah. Um, I I don't want anybody saying that. Well, they're going to be a uh, you know a Cinderella type you know team this year. It's it's the Jets guys. It's not going to happen. It's, so yeah. It's, um, it, it's yeah, history. Think, it's not on their side, Cuervo. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. So you you can't expect a lot from a team like the Jets in reality because they just don't have the talent. And more in the fact, I mean, you know, Josh McCown's a quarterback. And I hate that, you know, Sonny, all you do is bash on quarterbacks. Well, let's be honest. It's all about the quarterback position when you're talking the NFL. So, you know, they've got to do something better in order to get, I guess, if you want to call it my respect, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but mm-hmm. they, they need to do more. And, and we're just not getting it. And whether it was Rex Ryan, now with Todd Bowles, um, they thought it was defensively. But the problem is they've ignored the offensive side of the ball, and that's a problem as well. Oh, yeah. they've. I mean, they've ignored the offensive side big time. I mean, even the guys that they did have last year or two years ago, you know, they threw, they threw them away, got rid of them. Uh, you know, I mean, they had at one point in time they had they had Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, and Eric Decker on the offense. Now all they have is a, is a Matt Forte that's been playing backup for the most part this year. So it's it's, it's offensively. I mean, I don't think anybody's really expecting a lot from the Jets this year. But uh, you know, it, it's it's been. An interesting year to say. I'll put it to you this way: for the best to be where they are right now at three and two, Jets fans should be thanking Happy. the football gods that they're not yep. one and five right now. I agree with you a hundred percent. You got to you got to be able to take what is being given to you and be happy that you got it. So I, I'm a, I'm full agreement with you. Hey, you want to go back on video? Uh, we can try it, but I had I had messaged you, Sonny. Um, apparently, everybody can hear when you're speaking, but I guess nobody can hear when I'm speaking. So I don't oh, know if there's, okay. there's a way to fix that or or what we can do about that. But uh, that's the only. I heard you fine. I heard you fine because we're going through our radio broadcast. So you know, I, uh, or may, maybe not. I'm not sure how, how I was hearing you. Oh, I, I heard you through, through Facebook Live. Uh, did you call into the show, or did you only go Facebook Live? I only went Facebook Live. Um, okay. I don't know if there's a way. If you do Facebook Live and I stay on the the switchboard, maybe there's a way to do it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done enough in in research to do it, so we'll we'll just continue right here to where I got you. So uh, we'll go from that. I didn't realize someone didn't tell me that they could. They see I, I seen you, but I didn't realize they could not hear you. Mhm. All right. So yeah, uh, but I heard you. I heard you just fine. So you know, the, there's something within it. We're gonna have to figure all that out. We'll we'll try. We'll try to. I'll I'll research it this week. We'll try to do uh, do a Facebook Live next week uh, to where we're more game to be able to do it. So um, who do you have in this game, then, Cuervo? Um, You know, I mean, 
The Jets beat them the first time. There's no reason to think that they can't do it again. The only thing is, you know, now Miami's the home team. The thing that concerns me, though, and, and I can say this now with, and, and not have to be nervous about it, is Jay Cutler. Yep. Cutler, I mean, the, his best game is... You always got to be nervous about him. I, th- I th- Well, it's... Hey, I'm not a Dolphins fan, Sonny, so I don't have to worry about it no more. But, um, you know, 175 passing yards, something around there, is Jay Cutler's best game so far as a Dolphin. And and that's not going to get it done in the NFL. I mean, if if anybody knows that, he knows that. But um, So with that said, I think I'm going to call – I'm going to call it. You can call it an upset if you want. But I think I'm going to take the Jets again. I think the Jets beat them again. With the way the Miami Dolphins played last week and uh, what they did in order to, you know, get the win against Atlanta, they just did enough. And I look at it. Is Atlanta the the Jets? No. So I I think I'm going to hang on to to the Miami Dolphins and – uh, you know, ride that uh, through and see what they can do for the rest of the season. But I think they're going to get a victory here uh, this week as the um, the uh, Miami Dolphins are at home against the Jets. So um, that will that will be something that we will we'll work on. It. So yes, we'll work on the Facebook Live here, or they uh, maybe they have another thing that they kind of do. We'll, we'll do video. We'll test that out during the week and see if we can get that done. In the meantime, we're going to head on into our next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That's what we do each and every Sunday. Um, that being said, let's get to the next game that's up on board. Here's an interesting one heading our way, Cuervo. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are set to start Jameis Winston this week against the Buffalo Bills. Why are they doing this, Cuervo? It's really simple. Desperation makes you do stupid things, and that's what's happening in Tampa Bay this week. And with the injury um, right now, what's going on in the NFC South, they can very rarely afford not to have their their guy in there. And Cuervo, I think it could cost them the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. And we just lost Cuervo. So we got to watch for that as we're – where they are, um, you know, will Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston, uh, you know, how will that whole thing work out? And and I don't trust the Jameis Winston portion right now while he's injured. It's on the throwing arm as well. So when I look at that, I I have to question it. I have to question the motivation about putting this guy in that football game right now. And it's it's too much of a it's too much of a get it's too much of a of what I call a risk to be able to do something like that because when you do something like that what happens is is that the um, the expectations of what you think you're going to get from Jameis Winston is not going to be there so by making that Jameis Winston. That's where the problem lies there, Cuervo, and I'm bringing Cuervo back in. You know, Jameis Winston on the throwing arm and and desperate as they are in the NFC South as far as the standings are concerned, in the NFC South, Cuervo, you know, Tampa Bay has got to stay amongst the league leaders because 
you know, I don't know how many teams are going to come out of the South, but right now three teams are vying for it. Right now, Tampa Bay's two and three. Atlanta's three and two. New Orleans three and two. Carolina four and two. They're all within striking distance, and very well possibly could maybe, depending on the success with the rest of the season from these teams, maybe get two teams out of the NFC South, and the other teams, uh, the other divisions, only get their champions. So. You know, looking at this game, starting Jameis Winston, are you like me? Is this the biggest mistake that they're making as a franchise right now? To keep Winston in, or, or what exactly is your keep question? Keep him in. They're keeping him in. They, he's going to start. According to what I'm reading, Jameis Winston's going to start this game. I mean, I wouldn't I would really call it a mistake. I mean... Maybe I'm missing something. Is he? Does he have an injury he's fighting? Or oh yeah, he hurt last week. Cuervo. It's the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them picked against Arizona. Arizona ripped That's up right. on his uh, yeah his shoulder. Um, so a sprained shoulder joint. Uh, and they lost the game in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, th- you also got to remember the Buccaneers fell behind in that game, thirty-one to nothing. So the Arizona Cardinals were whipping and roaring all over them. So, um, but they fought back into that game and took it into overtime. So uh, that whole situation right now is, is that my understanding from everything I'm reading, Jameis Winston's going to be in the starting lineup for the Buccaneers. I think it's a huge mistake. But the desperation of the of the um, the division might have to call for him to be in that starting lineup, which I, it, I just don't think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, I, th- I think the reason that uh, they're probably doing it is because they feel like this is a must-win situation for the Buccaneers. Yeah. But really, I mean, it, it, I, I understand where they're coming from. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I, I don't know how do I explain it. You, you don't, you don't risk. Is the is the risk worth the is the risk reward, reward worth the risk? Yeah, you know, is risk it worth reward. It? And, and I think that's what that's what you got to ask yourself. If you're going to go out there and you're going to risk putting James Winston out there with a, with a sprained shoulder, is it worth the risk of you know could he get hurt again, or he could go out and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns, or he could have a bad game, and then they'll be like. Oh, maybe we should have sat Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I mean, I, I think I think they should. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has started 116 games in the NFL. That, that's the guy you want as a backup well, quarterback to go in for that one or two games, so you can get your well, quarterback healthy. And not just that, Sonny, but think about it. Where did Ryan Fitzpatrick play before? In the AFC East. Who knows it. Who knows the Buffalo Bills better than you know anybody? Ryan Fitzpatrick. So to Absolutely. me, if if I was Dirk Cotter and uh, you know had to make that decision, I would go. I would stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just just for that simple fact right there, you've got the intel with Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Buffalo Bills because he's played them so many times throughout the years of of being. Uh, a jet. Oh, and by the way, he was also a Buffalo Bill. Bill. So, I mm-hmm. mean, really? I mean, this guy. This guy has everything you 
you need as far as information on this football team. I mean, but hey, mistake. We're, we're just a couple it's guys mistake, talking football. Starting. I mean, what do we know, right? Exactly. It's a good point. I mean, and you know, depending on what's going on in the front office, getting down to the coach Cuervo, of course, that's going to be the difference maker as well. Um, you, know, you know, the pressure to win in the NFL, you know, where is it at? Well, obviously, the pressure to win is huge in the NFL. Um, and right now, if you're Tampa Bay, you're fourth in the South, but still in striking distance. You know, of course, you kind of want to go in there and get the victory. It's that risk reward that you're talking about, Cuervo, that I don't think is a, I don't think it's worth the risk in order to get the reward. But you know, mm-hmm. same as football players in the NFL, being a coach in the NFL, that doesn't last long either, not for long. So you know, Dirk Cotter, he, this is a guy who's known to you know, you know. You know, I, I don't know if you want to – to me, he hasn't done anything to write home to mama about, but a lot of people love what Dirk Cotter can do. He's considered a quarterback god, you know, training him, getting up and going. But I think if you're that good and you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, you, you just teach it on to him. Uh, that, by the way, Fitzpatrick, 299, uh, 290 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions after Winston went out. So I know what they're worried about. They're, they're worried about the interception square vote and the turnover that he also co- uh, cost them as well. So, you know, you, you, yes, you get Ryan Fitzpatrick, you get the experience. Um, but I, I just, more of what I'm understanding about this, this is in his throwing arm. Once you get your throwing back, your, your quarterback's throwing arm hurt, you you can't first of all you can't depend on him. Second of all, he's prone to mistakes. So uh, you know I I just don't want I, I just for the life of me cannot pick Tampa Bay this week unless it. So I'm doing the asterisks on this. Okay, if they start Ryan mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, I'm going to take the Bills or um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. But if they start Jameis Winston. I am definite, and I mean start. I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in later, you know, that takes it out. If Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, I want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If not, I'm taking the Bills. I'm, you know, I, I, just, I just think that the Bills' defense is going to be all over uh, Winston. I think the guy that can handle it is Fitzpatrick. The guy's good on the run sometimes. Um, so, uh and this was a tough one to pick, especially when the uh, injury reports came out this morning and hearing that Jameis Winston was going to start. So, you know, the the defense that is going to come at Ryan Fitzpatrick, you got to understand, he's, you know, you talked about it. He's played for six NFL football teams, including the Bills, uh, from uh, 2009 to 2012, and he went 20 and 33 as a starter. Um, so, it, uh, it, it, it's just one of those things. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick in the game here and a game there is good. If he's going to be your regular starter, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to buy into him. But this is the exact reason why they 
brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first place. But then you got to ask yourself one more question, Cuervo, and I'm going to shoot this one over to you. When you have an offense that's built around Jameis Winston, you know, you're going to have a tough time changing it over uh, to get it to uh, not as a mobile quarterback that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you're on mute. Or did I lose him? I lost him. So uh, so that's going to be my question. Where are they going to be? Can they go ahead and bring them on and bring them in there? So I got the asterisks on this game. If Jameis wins, if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts, I switch my pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If it is Jameis Winston, I'm going the other side. I'm going to Buffalo Bills, and we'll find out where Cuervo is going to be here in a couple of minutes. So um, looking at the game, there's a lot of things to come uh, up on this. Um, Tampa Bay's defense, they get uh, Kawan Alexander, who missed the past four games with a hammy uh, injury, and then including a four-game suspension at the end of the rookie season. So Tampa Bay will be happy that they got that guy back. As far as the Bills, um, they get a little surprise here early in the season with the victories against Atlanta and the Denver Broncos while allowing the NFL low 74 points and an average of 14.8 through the first five uh, uh, games of the season, Cuervo. That's another number that's right there. But I'm going to, you know, I don't know, Cuervo. This, one's, this one was one of those tough. So I got the asterisks. Meaning that if it's Patrick starts, I want the Bills. If it is Jameis Winston, like they're reporting, that's going to be I'm up on the Bills. Who do you got in this one? Um, I think regardless, I kind of like I like I kind of want to circle the wagons with Buffalo. Um, I just think they're they're a different team at home. Uh, I, I it sounds cliche, I get it. There's just something yep. about certain teams playing at home that um, that teams play better, and that and the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams that play better at home. So, with that said, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, Sonny. I'm right yeah. there with you. It, I, I, the, my, I get shaky, and I'm not picking it because of the quarterback position. I you know you know Tyrod Taylor okay you know he's not rushing the ball like he used to but last two seasons the guy averaged around 570 yards for the season right now he's only at 121 so he's not running the ball but he has completed 62 percent of his passes six touchdowns only two interceptions he's limiting his mistakes out on the football field as well. But what needs to happen here is LaShawn McCoy. This guy needs to pick it up. He's averaging only 3.2 yards a carry in reality, has not been in the end zone. If anybody needs a shot in the ass, it's LaShawn McCoy. And this might be the game that they might be able to get it done. The only thing is, is that that front four right there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they know how to get to the quarterback. So, you know, it, it th- that's what makes this game tough. If that if that defensive line gets to the quarterback, we could be talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having success and getting the victory. But I think you're right. Home, I like what's going on there. I, I think I'm with the Buffalo Bills as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I know I picked Tampa to win their division, um, but I tell you, I, I it's there's something about this team that's off right now, Sonny. I don't know what it is, but they they're they're, they're, they're to me they're underachieving a little bit. I, that, I think they're better than what they're a playing. A classic of uh, Dirk Connor Cuervo. That's a classic of what this guy brings to the table as a head coach in the NFL. He's only proved it. He goes in his first year, two year and a half, he's successful as a head coach, and then he falls to the wayside. That's exactly what's going on there in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. Oh, I can see why you're so critical of Dirk Cotter. I mean, this is a guy that just, uh, you know, everywhere he goes, it's, his team's underachieved. They don't, he doesn't get the most out of his players, and and the uh, you know the results on the field reflect it. So it's it's really you know it's uh, kind of unfortunate because he's had some good teams throughout his yes, time. Yes, he has. Atlanta, Jacksonville. Coach. Yeah, Atlanta and Jacksonville, especially Atlanta. Um, you know, a couple of years back, he had them you know yeah. primed, and it just seems like either he's just well, not especially... calling plays very well, or he's becoming that. What I think is the problem, a, a very predictable offensive coordinator slash head coach. Yeah. Even in college, he had some good teams, too, and he, and he you know. Well, he started uh, at Boise State. It didn't pan out. And, and that's the reason why he got the Arizona, uh, the, uh, Arizona State job. And the first two years, Arizona State was great after that. And, and that, and that but that's, that's Dirk Cotter's career. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's too bad, too, because I kind of, kind of like the teams that he's been on. You know, Arizona State, then he goes to Jacksonville, then he goes to Atlanta, and now he's at Tampa Bay in the process of ruining that franchise. So there you go. It's all set. Um, both on the bills on that one. Next up on, I don't have a, I don't have a lot to say about Tennessee and Cleveland. Uh, Browns are the Browns until they show me that they can do something like get a victory. I, I'm not going to pick them. And Tennessee right now – I will tell you, though, Cuervo, this game right here is so critical for the Tennessee Titans. You're saying, Sonny, why is that? You look at the standings in the AFC South, this is almost a must-win for the Tennessee Titans because you've got a team that's 0-6. You should demolish them. Right now you're on top of the division, and if Jacksonville goes down this week, that's going to be huge. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Jacksonville wins, but if somehow Indianapolis comes in there and gets that victory, um, the, the whole the whole dynamics of the AFC South changes with a loss here from the uh, from the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, you know, it, and it is a big it is a big game for the Titans, and I don't see them having a problem. Uh, against I don't either. But uh, it's it's going to be more about let's take care of business, and then now let's root for. Um, you know the Colts or or whoever else they need to root for to uh, gain ground in that in that division. Uh, I think Houston is on a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're, you're, they are on the bye weeks. You are right. Uh, so that is uh, something to keep track of as well. Um, so they can't lose this week, which is a good thing. Um, so you know that that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. They can lose ground, though, Sonny. Exactly. So, interestingly enough, 
it, it is what it is. And so, um, but I think Tennessee should be able to get it. I think they should be able to, um, uh, you know, get the pretty much an easy victory here, uh, uh, you know, you know, in, in this week's game. Uh, if the, but this has to keep. If you lose to the Browns, you lose focus. And right now, I don't think they can afford that. Well, they can't take them lightly, Sonny. I mean, that, that's, that's yep. the mistake that people make is, especially teams that take the Browns lightly, lightly they, um, they wind up in dogfight. No pun intended, yep. but they wind up in a dogfight against them. And, yep. um, you know, that just goes to show, like, you can't take anyone lightly in the NFL, even if it is the Cleveland Browns, even if it is the New York Jets or whatever other team you think is just absolutely terrible, the 49ers. Um you know, wow. anytime you take it's a team lightly, it's it's almost going to it's going to equal either a struggle or you know you get caught with your pants on the ground, you're going to lose. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Cuervo. The San Francisco 49ers, they are at home. It's the next game that's up on board. The Dallas Cowboys go into San Francisco. I don't have a lot to say about this game either. I've got Dallas. But it's the same thing for the Dallas Cowboys, but it's worse in reality. I mean, Tennessee Titans losing to the Cleveland Browns, they can rebound off of that. The Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, this is a football team, I think, that could lose the locker room with a loss in San Francisco. Um, And it's not – you know, I don't don't know what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. I – Oh, I know what it is. It, it, it's the fact that they always play down to the competition. And if they play down to the competition in San Francisco, San Francisco could shock them at home. I don't think that's going to happen. But what they need is, is they need Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott all playing like there's no problems on the football field or, most importantly, off the football field because Ezekiel Elliott, he is eligible this week and next week. And then the uh, regular judge who is going to make the final determination is back up off their vacation. And then there might be a six game suspension for Ezekiel Elliott after next week's game. So it's all about focus for the Dallas Cowboys. They got to win this game and they should win this game. Yeah, they should. And they, and they will, um, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm going to make a prediction on the whole Ezekiel Elliott situation, Sonny. I predict that it's going to get continued to next season, just like the Tom Brady situation, and he'll sit out the first six games of next season. That's what I say is going to happen. I think he's going to get the six games this year. I think that judge wanted them suspended. I think that's what the decision was made, and here's what here's what I think. I'm not going to say I know this. I know judges don't like their decisions overturned for whatever reason may be. So that's one of the things that when I look at this game, yeah, or when I look at the situation with Ezekiel Elliott, I think they might be pushing. I think they might be pushing the buttons of the wrong judge. Um, so that's you know, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I have the Dallas Cowboys in this one. I'm pretty sure you do as well, um, you know, Matt Hoyer and company. But if they pull out that victory, man, the sky's going to be falling here in Dallas. 
<laughs> oh gosh, and be careful, Sonny. You don't want anything hitting you in the head. So be Absolutely. careful when the sky starts falling. If they uh, lose, but I don't think they're gonna lose. And you know that's it's interesting that you bring that up about the judge. I could I I, I see your point. Maybe he wants to prove a point that uh, you know you don't you don't go behind my back and and overturn something, and he's gonna go out and prove a point that uh, he's the judge, he's the boss. He's the one that makes the calls, and I mean, you might be right. You know, he might he might wind up serving the suspension, but I think there's gonna they're gonna find a way. Meaning the Dallas Cowboys are gonna find a way to work around it. Jerry Jones has a lot of money, so he has, yep. that means he has a lot of power, and um, I think that's why he's gonna be able to quote unquote buy uh, some time, uh, meaning that the next ten weeks. Uh, so that way he'll be able to play this whole season. Now, that said, he's gonna have he's gonna have to pay the- pay his dues eventually. I mean, Ezekiel. So, <clears throat> yeah. And I think it's gonna be the first six games of next season. I still think that that's the way it's gonna work. I think that's the way it should work in reality when you think about what's going on. Uh, but, you know, it, it will be an interesting situation in, in, as far as Dallas is concerned. Uh, so, you know, this is the, you know, one of the afternoon games, so we'll be watching that one. Next one up is an interesting game, although I, I, I just don't know how the Cincinnati Bengals, who are, they're, they're just quite about – you're talking about a football team, I think, once the head coach gone. I think the players want the head coach gone. I think the morale of the players is just not there. They're two and three. They're third in the division. They go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you want to say that Ben Roethlisberger's washed up or he's done, that's fine. But Ben Roethlisberger bounced back just as much as I said he would last week. They go out and they get the victory last week. Uh, against a tough Kansas City Chief game uh, team, and they get the victory. Right now, Cincinnati couldn't carry Kansas City's jock right now. So that having been said, Cincinnati, you know, I don't think really have too much of a chance unless unless A.J. Green and A.J. Dalton or uh, uh, Andy Dalton get on the same page. And they have not been on the same page all year long, Cuervo. Andy Dalton right now, if you take a look at what's going on with the Bengals in the last two games, you know, you know, they changed the offensive coordinator. Um, so what has that done? It's brought life back to AJ uh, or Andy, uh, Andy Dalton and AJ uh, Green because Dalton has played the best football of his career in the last three games as his passer rating has been 116.2 over that stretch. The question is, will they continue that? And will they continue it over in Heinz Field? Um, that's a good question, Sonny. That is a really good question. I think that, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Bengals have been a team that, you know, <clears throat> one week they look great and the next they don't. It's, it's yep. a Jekyll and Hyde theme with the Bengals. Um uh, Excuse me. I, I really feel like I just don't. I don't want to get fooled into thinking that the Steelers are 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 fine 
and that they patched up everything up. You know, two weeks ago, Ben throws five interceptions against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then last week he goes out and, you know, they they get themselves a good win. So yep. it's like, my God, what, I don't even know what to think about. I don't even know what to think about the about the uh, Steelers right now. There, there's no telling what type of team this is. You know, and, and when you look at the Bengals, I mean, they're two and three. They barely beat the Cleveland Browns, if I remember correctly. Um, it's 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 been really up and down season for them as well. So it it this is gonna be an interesting game. I I think I like what the uh, Steelers bring, and um, I think that's that's the direction that I'm going in. But man, I mean, every time they play, it's, it's like you just never know what's gonna happen. That's what makes this rivalry so good. I just lost Cuervo. Cuervo, I think I just I'm lost here, Sonny. you. Can I'm you hear sure. me? Yeah, I got you now. I got you back there. So, um, yeah, this this one's going to be interesting with the with the change of the offensive coordinator. Last two weeks, the the Bengals should should have been this team all year long. The question is, going up against a good football team, you say whatever you want about Pittsburgh. You can say whatever you want about Big, big Ben. You know, but in Heinz Field, this is a tough place to go to get a victory. I mean, it's like almost going to Arrowhead. You know, it's hard to get a victory at Arrowhead. It's the same, but obviously last week that happened. But the Cincinnati defensive coordinator, you know, right now, they're playing good football right now, which is the scary thing that is will they keep it up. So right now, the Bengals. They have a defense that's ranked in the top three in the NFL in sacks with 18, yards allowed only 262, and points allowed 16.6. The question is, if they allow the 16 points, can Andy Dalton throw for two touchdowns and get a field goal to get the victory? That's how close this game is going to be, Cuervo. That's what the numbers are suggesting as well, especially within the last two weeks as far as what Cincinnati's been able to do out on the football field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you look, you just you, you look at the uh, situation in, in Pittsburgh, too, with the whole Martavius Bryant thing, you know, did he, did he request a trade? Did he not request a trade? Uh, yeah. You know, is, is Ben going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Are they going to stand for the, for the national anthem? Are they not going to stand? Are they going to sit? Are they going to stay in the locker room? Are they going to... When was the last time we've had so many questions about the Pittsburgh Steelers like this? Absolutely. That doesn't involve the game itself. It doesn't involve the game itself. I can't ever remember a time where there's been so much controversy with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind to think about. You know, and they always had like one or two so issues, like think about all those but not as many as they've had right now. Right, and and you know even the whole thing with with Ben and and the uh, uh, you know the girls in the nightclub and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you know it, it 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 was talked about. They couldn't prove it. There was no proof, and we moved on, and that was it. Yeah, but, you know these past few years lately with Le'Veon Bell with the drugs, Martavius Bryant with the drugs, 
Um, you know, I mean, Antonio Brown doing the stuff that he does. It's, you know, it, it's... I don't want to say that Mike Tomlin has lost the locker room because you can tell that he hasn't. However, what I do think is that they've gotten away from the quote-unquote the Steeler way. Um, yeah, good point. And, and, and that the profession, the professionalism is, is not at the level that we're used to seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers because I tell you, when... when it, and, and this is something to think about. When Heinz Ward was there, you didn't see any of this happening. Absolutely. Since Heinz That's Ward a has huge retired, point. Since Heinz Ward has retired, Sonny, this is what you've gotten with the receiving core and with some of the other guys at the skilled positions. Is yes. Controversy, uh, attitude, just not being professional at all. And it's interesting, you know, to see if maybe, just maybe, if he if he's not already, maybe they look to Heinz Ward to hire him as maybe some sort of consultant or some sort of uh, advisor to this to these receivers uh, to, you know, maybe grab him by An the ambassador by the collar and say, yeah, grab him by the collar and say, hey, straighten straighten up or else they're gonna ship you out of here. Trust me. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, maybe get Heinz Ward back as an ambassador to the team. I mean, look what they do in Cowboys with Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, and all the other guys. And uh, maybe maybe they need to get back to that. Like you said, they're just not playing the regular Steeler way. And when you don't play Steeler football, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're getting right now. I, I think that's what's going on. And they, they need to make a change. But um, – but as far as this game, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, you know, there's a lot of pluses going for Cincinnati, but I, I just don't think that that's going to end up happening, Cuervo. I, you know, it's, it's Heinz Field. It's Pittsburgh. Um, you know, playing well last week, continue the momentum, see if they can do it two weeks in a row. Now, would it shock me? If the uh, Cincinnati Bengals win this game, no, because they have a different situation going on in Cincinnati with the change of the offensive coordinator. And really, to be honest, Cuervo, it wasn't the defense that was the problem. Obviously, they're only giving up 14.3 points a game, so it's not necessarily the defense. It was the offense. So they get the shot, you know, the flu shot in their arm, you know, to feel better and be able to go from week to week uh, since he joined in. This will be his first test. How they lose the game will probably determine on how I feel about where the Bengals are in the next few weeks as far as if I'll pick them. But for this week, I think I'm on the Steelers. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Steelers as well. Um, you know, I, I just don't think things are clicking right now with Cincinnati. Um, and, and I think the Steelers, I think that game against Jacksonville was kind of a fluke. Um, I think I think Jacksonville's maybe a little bit better defensively than we thought. So and and uh, you know Pittsburgh wasn't expecting to you know what what was what happened. They weren't expecting that to happen. So um, I think I think the Steelers are fine. They, there are some things that they need to clean up internally, though. 
I think so too. Let's find out what Steel City Storm has to say about it. Our local guy in the area, and he I know he wants me to send me a bag of uh, dog doo doo in the mail after I picked against him last week. And <laughs> said lots of issues as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers are concerned. Steel, what what is your take up on some of the things that are being talked about? Will Big Big Ben retire? Does he get along with Scott uh, uh, Todd Haley? Does he have a problem with Le'Veon Bell and his wide receivers? You know, a lot of internal you know belly aching. Will they get the job done? As far as this week, I think they do. What do you think's going on there in, in Pittsburgh? You got the you got the feel of the city. Yeah, and the only place you don't hear all that nonsense that we were just talking about and everything you listed is here. So yeah. what does that tell you? Shouldn't that, uh, yeah, that Kansas City that tells me they live on positivity? <laughs> Doesn't the game in Kansas City silence some critics here? Are they? Perfect? I thought it would. Hell no. Hell no, they're not perfect, but I sure seen the killer bees come back. The Steelers' only problem is injuries. Tewitt's out today, one of the mainstays on their defensive line, and Gilbert yes. on the offensive line, which could be a problem. But has anyone noticed that Le'Veon Bell is finding his niche again? I mean, they went into a hard place and beat a damn good team. Up until two weeks ago, the team to beat. Any, all those things that you mentioned happened. I don't believe half of them. Ben Roethlisberger has been the biggest drama queen you will ever meet. I've been living it all my life. When he said, I don't have it anymore, it was basically for the media to feed on. He was being sarcastic. I mean, Thank you. Everyone's worried about Big Ben throwing 400 yards a game. If you go back and look at his career, when he throws for more than 330 yards, he has a bad record. When he throws about two to 250 he has a great record. You know why? Because running because the ball the running and defense game. still wins championships. Absolutely. And and, and now, when, you, when you – Cincinnati is an extremely talented team, and the new offensive coordinator has made changes that needed to be changed. The only problem Absolutely. with Cincinnati is they haven't found their running game, which if you get a running game with A.J. Green and this new philosophy in their offense with a great defense – uh, they would be the team to beat in the AFC North, I consider, with all the problems the Steelers have had. But they have to fix it, and there's still time to fix it. They could fix it today with a win. It's going to be we close, but I expect the Steelers to win because all these distractions that we invented these first five weeks has now made it us against the world mentality, and I love it. And what you mentioned about their defense, Steel City, they're, they are 23rd in the NFL, allowing 118 yards to their opponents. So right now, if you're Keith Butler, you got to put together a successful offensive, uh, you know, uh, well, you have to put together a successful game plan here, you know, in order to get it going. Because remember, if you look at it, it you know, Kareem Hunt, the NFL leading rusher, he just only he just had 21 yards on nine carries. So you look at what they are able to do and whether or not they'll put it together is going to be the thing. But really, controversy right now, you know, when you look at Pittsburgh and their running game, you know, I think you're absolutely right. It's beginning to catch up. It's beginning to take that you know, familiar look of Le'Veon Bell getting off of that slow start. And what what better team to do it 
you know, Cuervo is in the game right there within their division against Cincinnati. And let's see. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's that's their big rival now. Yep. That's their big rival now, Sonny. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that, you know, that's their big rival now. I mean, the, the, the Ravens, it's still, it's still a good rivalry, but I think Cincinnati is, is, has taken over as the number one, uh, you know, rival of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, it used to be you know, the Ravens, and, but and they're not playing well. Bell getting his game back. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, normally it is the Ravens, but the Ravens have not been playing well, so... You know, to me, Cincinnati is is where it's at. When they when these two teams play, this is the game you to watch. But you know, Le'Veon Bell getting his getting his game back, I think that that kind of tells me that signs are pointing to that they're gonna that they're gonna sign him to to a deal. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, I think he's getting good vibes that that the Steelers want to keep him. The Steelers yeah. are committed to keeping him. And that, uh, you know, he may not get every dime he's looking for, uh, but uh, but they are going to take care of him. Well, that's the question, uh, Steel. I mean, you talk about guys making money. You know, you got Bryant in, in you know, his situation. He always wants money. Le'Veon Bell always wants money. But, you know, when, when you look at the Steelers and what's going on with Big Ben, I, you know, He's kind of like an old man, and what I mean by that is old men don't want to listen to the moaning and groaning back and forth, and especially about money, although Ben Roethlisberger makes plenty of it. I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's wondering, what are these guys complaining about? We're playing on a good football team that is always in contention each and every year, and you guys are belly aching about money. Well, you could end up on the Cleveland Browns for crying out loud. Which is true, and and like any dysfunctional family, you have that one kid that's very talented but young and stupid, and I call him Martavius Bryant. And yes. no other organization would have stuck by him like the Steelers did. And Ben Roethlisberger did favor last year. Yeah, he, he he called him out. Bryant just is stingy. Everyone wants the ball. I love it. I want. They want to win. I mean, and Big Ben, for the record, has taken hometown discounts a few contracts. So Absolutely. Um, and so. I think the, this is the time. The Patriots are down. The Steelers are built to beat the Patriots. And don't forget one key thing for today. A.J. Green staring back at Hayden, who has quietly become a great addition to the Steelers' defense, and you've got yes. Artie Burns on the other side. Suddenly the yep. Steelers' secondary is matching up. And with the front seven, get, if we can remain healthy in the linebackers, Steelers took a beating last year in the secondary. It's paying dividends now. Everyone grew up. They were very young. And add on to that, Steel City, Cincinnati has allowed 103 yards per game. That ranks 14th in the NFL. And historically, when the Bengals, you know, you know, have stopped the bell, that's always a good thing. The problem is, is though what we talked about just a few minutes ago, Bell is beginning to get into that groove right now. And Cincinnati, you know, you know, Bell has faced them five times, okay, in his career. 
and he's got 400 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Something tells me that we're going to see Le'Veon Bell with 125 yards and two touchdowns. And and I think I, and parts of me wants to say that the Steelers will roll, but when you talk AFC North, you talk about that nose to the grindstone, that black and blue fighting back and forth in division games is exactly what we get right here. It reminds me of the NFC North, Cuervo, when you talk about the rivalries that are happening and the games that are so, you know, as the word that you think is a funny word, Cuervo, this one's going to be a slobber knocker, and I think Pittsburgh comes out on top. Yeah, I do too, Sonny. Like I said, I think that, you know, that game against Jacksonville, kind of a fluke as far as people trying to write the Steelers off. Um, you know, and, and and maybe I don't uh, I don't speak sarcasm as good as I thought I did because you know with, <laughs> the, the reason I the reason I bought the comments that Ben made is because he was talking about it in the off season. Now, good point. What I would say to that too is it was in two moments where they had just lost a tough game and the emotions were coming out. And so I I could buy that. You know, maybe he was just talking out of emotion, but. You know, it it was it, it was it was hard to uh, to think that he didn't really think that way because it was the second time now that he made those comments. So uh, I it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past Ben that that it was just something for the media to feed off of. Yeah, definitely. So it, it's where where it's at here uh, for the. Um, you know, for this week, I've got Pittsburgh. I know Steel City has Pittsburgh. Cuervo has uh, has Pittsburgh. You gotta hang on, Steel, for the. We got four more games we're gonna cover here in thirty minutes. Unfortunately, I do have to go. I am at work, trying to avoid doing anything if I can, as usual. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> but I have your show on, and I'll be listening. You got it. We're up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're coming into the last 30 minutes of the of the show. So what does that mean? We got more games to get to. Let's head into the next one that's set here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And it's that being said, it's the Denver Broncos who take a bad loss. You can say whatever you want. They're good at home. They take the bad loss last week. I don't think they had any science. However, they get the Chargers, who are not that much better, but guess what? They're better than the Giants, Cuervo. I mean, so the question that you have to ask yourself when you're looking at this game, is Denver the the team that we saw in Denver last week against the Giants? Or, since they're on the road, they're not at home, can we expect something different from the Denver Broncos as they visit the L.A. Chargers this week? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't get a chance to watch that, that game, um, that Sunday night game with the Chargers and or the uh, Broncos and the Giants. I was uh, I was in the ER, but uh, you know, I, <clears throat> when I saw the score, I thought to myself, how what in the world is going on here? Like exactly, I don't even know how it happened. Where me either? They the Giants it. was able to not only put points on the board, but to stop Denver from scoring, like. I think this is another case of uh, just, you know, flukiness. Um, don't buy into the whole, you know, the, the, the Broncos are not as good as we thought and all this other craziness. Like, the, the, 
the Broncos are going to be just fine, and they're going to show that today against the Chargers. Um, you know that they're they're going to go after Philip Rivers. They always make him throw at least two interceptions a game. So, you know, that's what I expect. And I haven't seen much in the running game from the Chargers lately either. I mean, Melvin Gordon had a good game about two, three weeks ago. But since then, it's been kind of downhill for the the, uh, Chargers running game. And You know, defensively, Denver or uh, uh, San San Diego, the L.A. Chargers – (laughs) It's still weird to say, by the way. Yes, it is. I don't know what the numbers are, Sonny, but to me, I don't see them create very many turnovers. And that's that's. And when your defense doesn't create turnovers, um, that normally means that you don't win a lot of games, or you're you're struggling to win games. You're um, not in a good situation where you can win a football game late. And that's why the Chargers have so many problems late in games where yes, they're not able to get a turnover when they need it or get a stop when they need it. They just it's like the defense just kind of crumbles and that's that's what I see with the Chargers. And yes, they got their one win from what I know. I don't think they won last week, but I know they have one win. No, the Chargers but, won uh, last week Cuervo over or in the mark that they lost to the Raiders on that final play. So that you know, you look at that game. No, they beat the Raiders. Puts, no, the Raiders won. The Raiders on the last second field goal. No, I thought the Raiders won last week, Cuervo. They they just won on Thursday night. They beat the Chiefs, but last oh, Sunday. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I forgot about Thursday's game. Point. That's right. I'm yep, thinking of the wrong game. You're right. The, yes, the Chargers got them by one. Exactly. I, I was thinking of Thursday night's game. You're right. Um, so, yeah, that having been said, I'm completely wrong in there. But what that does go, Cuervo, it sets up the divisions. I mean, you're, you're looking at a division, you know, it, if San Diego gets a victory here, I, it, it does change the, the AFC West into a total different monster. You still have Kansas City at 5-2, and two, which is, you know, it is it, not a big surprise. But all of a sudden, Los Angeles, the Chargers, will end up being 3-4 and four with the same record as the Oakland Raiders. And then Denver's at 3-2. and two, Or if Denver loses this week, which, uh, you know, against the Chargers right here in this. So yeah, these, these division games – they they just show their importance even more this week uh, because if the Chargers get the victory over the Broncos, the Broncos will be on a two-game losing streak, and they will be questioning where they are. They'll be in a tailspin. And then the Chargers, they'll be doing what they're doing. I, I'm going to tell you, Cuervo, I, you know, I'm pulling the trigger on the upset here, and the main reason why – is Philip Rivers. I, I think the better quarterback is there. I think the defense right now for the Broncos is not in sync. And, you know, like you said, though, Philip Rivers has a tendency to make a mistake, you know, throughout the game, sometimes two, sometimes even three. 
but where Los Angeles is, is, is they, they got to get the victory to stay alive in this division. This division is going to be tough as it is with Kansas City on top at 5-2. and two. They've got to make a play for a wild card as far as where it is, if they're going to do it. So if the Chargers are going to make a play and try to start winning football games, it's got to be this week, and it's got to be a good, against a good football team. And right now, I just right now I see Denver reeling, not because of last week. They weren't impressive the week before that, in my opinion. So, you know, I don't know if it's Trevor Simeon. I don't know if everybody's not on the same page. But every week there seems to be that upset that makes it ends up you know, scratching your head at the end of the week. Last week it was Denver uh, and the Giants and the Giants made. If you let the Giants beat you on the home field, I got a question really how good you are as a football team. So that's why I'm going San Diego. Okay. And you're on I mean, there is, there is. I'll buy that, Sonny. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Um, I'm still going to stick with got, the, are, are you gonna pull the, the trigger, uh, though? Denver Broncos. <laughs> No, I'm going. I'm gonna stay Denver. I, I just don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not uh, a believer in the Chargers yet. I I I'd, I picked them to finish last in the division. Yes. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Denver to win today. Um, I think they finished last in this division. It's kind of funny. You think about the the setup for this game. Last week the Giants beat Denver. Who was the guy that they they uh, ended up trading for? Eli Manning and Phillips Rivers. They just kind of swap. Remember that in the in the draft. So it, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you know it, it reminds me of these these type of quarterbacks. Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. I obviously think Phillip Rivers is the better quarterback, but really they're kind of like the same quarterback except that Phillip Rivers don't have the two lucky Super Bowl uh, and getting into the playoffs uh, where it is. So it's obvious that the defense has not been the situation in San Diego to get them the success that they need. But right now, you know, the Broncos right now, they have got to figure out what they're going to do because you cannot let the Giants quarterback do what they did to him. And Trevor Simeon, you know, he he turned over the ball twice, though, in that game last week, and one was a pick six. He was also sacked four times in that game. So, you know, I don't know if Trevor Simeon is feeling comfortable as a starting quarterback in the NFL and especially for the if this guy is, you know, you know, kind of crumbling to the pressure of what it is to be a quarterback in Denver, obviously following, you know, who he has in the front office in Jim Elway. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, Elway's done a phenomenal job. Don't, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Nope. Um, I, yeah. You know, I just I just think that you know that's still that one missing piece and and. You know, not that not that Trevor Simeon's playing poorly, but I think if give up a second round pick to get an Andrew Luck next year, let's just say that that's a possibility. I mean, why would you not do that? Why would you not do yep. that? Exactly. I mean, and, and here's about, another. Think about. Uh, no, go ahead, Sonny. All I was going to say is think about how how long they would be competing if they did something like that. 
Exactly. Well, you know, and here's another thing, you know, when, when you're the Giants, okay, you're not necessarily known for a running game in reality, but when you looked at that game, Cuervo, last week, the Giants ran all over them. But the question is going to be as far as this team and the Chargers are concerned, what are you going to do? You know, what, how are you going to handle that whole situation? The, Charger, the Chargers have their guy, you know. So I, I don't know, Cuervo. It's just this is a hard game to pick. The Denver Broncos defense scares me. So you're on Denver. I'm on San Diego. Just that defense, you know, I think Gordon can run just as much as, you know, uh, the uh, running back for the – oh, geez, his name slipped my mind. The running back in, in New York uh, for the Giants. Um, but that's what bothers me, 148 yards. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could be it could be a big difference in this game. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I I like I like what's going on, but then you have to ask yourself the question as we move into the next game, Cuervo. Another interesting game as far as the games are concerned. Seattle is on the road to the Giants. Last time I picked Seattle on the road, I forget what it was, but they they won the game. I picked against them. And they were going cross-country. I, I forget what game they were playing. Um, but this is a team that's going back and forth. Seattle, you know, in reality, they are fighting it big time in the NFC uh, West. They're trying to stay in contention against the Rams. They're 3-2 and two out on the season. And so when you look at that game, Cuervo, what are you looking at? Because this one right here is – Really, it's really big for Seattle. Um, the Giants are pretty much out of it, I, I would think. So Seattle going on the road to try to improve the four and two is vital for them to get the the victory this week. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I know we always talk about Seattle with the with the road woes and things like that. Um, I think. Even though it is something where Seattle's traveling cross country, you look at last week, and, and I'm sure it took a lot out of the Giants to go into Denver and get that win. And I think that's what's going to hurt them. On top of that, Seattle's coming off a bye week, Sonny. So yes, they're rested uh, and they're ready to go. Uh, yeah, the time the time clock's off a little bit for them. Uh, you know, just because of the trip across to the East Coast. Um, however, um, you know, almost I'd say eight to nine times out of ten, the team with more rest is the one that comes out on top. So, yeah. And, and like I said, on you know, on top of Seattle coming off the bye week, you have the Giants who who get a huge win against the Denver Broncos. How much did Big it take time. out of them physically, mentally? You know, emotionally, and you know now what's their what's their mind state like? Oh, we're back. You know, we're back on track. And you know, the last thing you want to see if you're a Giants fan is them get you know punched in the teeth against Seattle, which could very well happen. Right. And and, and I'm not a big believer in Seattle. I, the only reason why I'm picking Seattle is because of the rest. 
And this is a football team that needs the rest, whether it's physically or mentally, Cuervo. Um, this is a football team that has got to get back up on track and start playing what we expect from Seattle as being that good football team and a dominant football team. We just haven't seen that in Seattle. Again, I think it's coaching. I've been on the record many times saying that I think it's coaching. Uh, so that having been said, the rest factor is huge for a football team like the Seattle Seahawks this week. So watch out for that. I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a big, big thing, a big play. And if they go out there and stomp them, that wouldn't surprise me either, Cuervo, because the Giants just are not good. And what does Seattle do? They bait quarterbacks to make bad decisions. And the king of making bad decisions in the NFL is is twofold. It's it's in San Francisco with Brian Hoyer, and it's a close second with Eli Manning. I think they're going to bait him into mistakes, and I think Seattle wins actually comfortably in reality. Yeah, I think they do too. I'm right there with you, Sonny. I like Seattle in this game. Yeah, that's so... We'll watch for that one. That one's a good one that's going on. Now we're down to the final two games. We're going to go to Sunday Night Football as the Atlanta Falcons travel to New England. They're they're trying to hype machine this game, Cuervo, in reality. Right now, Atlanta is not the Atlanta Falcons. However, however... They are going to get Sanu back. He is going to dress for this game. He is going to play. Then you have Jones on the outside. There's the one-two punch. But the problem, Cuervo, is, is when I look at this, is are they completely healthy when, I, when you look at the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons? Plus they're on the road. Plus they're you know, playing the uh, New England Patriots in Gillette. I mean, all the things just point to New England. But as you said earlier in the show, this is not the same New England Patriots football team we've seen in the past. No, definitely not, Sonny. And, you know, <clears throat> that's, <clears throat> that's what would concern me if I'm a Patriots fan is, you know, look, <clears throat> the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, okay? That was, that was nine months ago or eight yeah. months ago, whatever it was. Like, this is a Falcons team to me, Sonny, that barring injuries, they're out on a mission. They are on a mission, and that is to finish what they started last year, you know, as far as winning a championship. And, I mean, how could you not think that Atlanta has revenge on their mind? And they would love nothing more than to go into New England and come out with a victory over, you know, the the Lombardi trophy that – they feel like belongs to them over the team that stole that Lombardi trophy from them. Yep. So to me, I think you're going to see Atlanta coming out firing right off the bat. Would not surprise me one bit if Atlanta scores on the first five plays of the game when they have the ball. Within five plays, I think they score. To, I think they score. And because I tell you, this is this is one of those games that you know all the preparation that you do in July and August. You know, now it's now it's what October twenty second. Sonny, I'm telling you, it, you're you're probably going to see the best performance so far this year 
depending on how healthy Atlanta can stay throughout the game. Best performance that they've had so far this season. Good point. Yeah, and Cuervo, here's another thing when you look at it, okay? Really, how healthy is Julio Jones? Really, how healthy is Sanu? Mm-hmm. Are they getting into this game because they want a little revenge factor? You can say whatever you want. All oh, that doesn't affect them. I'm telling you right now, those two guys, absolutely. Um, so you're looking at the two different situations here, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. They definitely want not so much as Sanu, but at the same time, when you when you lose a Sanu. Uh, and you lose Julio Jones in the same football game, you're going to lose the game because then because the drop off is so drastic. But you know, I don't know how they're going to be. You know, 100. percent You know, if they're 100, percent I think I picked the I picked the Atlanta Falcons in this game. But with the fact that we don't know if Julio Jones is really 100, percent although he you know made some spectacular moves before the game, how is Sanu going to be? I think the key to the t- team is Sanu, and I think that without Sanu or Sanu being 100% coming off of injury, I just don't trust it. So that having been said, the name of this show, I'm going the other route. I'm going to go ahead and go with New England because, first of all, it's not a stupid pick, and second of all, with the fact of what's going on with the real health of the wide receivers is going to be key in this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's like I said. I mean, you know, let, let's see how, how healthy they are, uh, you know, being you know, Julio and the other the other guys. I'll tell you one guy that is going to be out is Jordan Tripp, the linebacker for, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Everybody else is listed as questionable or – because I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the injury report right now. I'll tell you who's not on here is Julio Jones. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is on here with the, uh, with the hamstring injury, but uh, doesn't have a status. So my my guess my guess is that he's, I guess, questionable. Or I I read someplace that he is playing. Anymore. Yeah, I read someplace this week that he is playing. So um, I, he put all the questions you know to rest a little bit earlier in the in the week that he's going to play. Um, and Sanu is one of those kind kind of guys that, you know, if he says he wants to be in the game, he's going to be in the game. I, you know, it's got to be pretty severe for him not to be there. But I, I go back to the health factor is if he is he's going to really be healthy. So that's the reason why I, I, I get it set, and that's the reason why I have New England in this game. Who do you have it? Well, I'm going to go on the other side, honey. Um, I'm I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. I just feel like, like I said, this is going to be the best performance that you see so far from the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to be extremely focused. They're going to be extremely just aggressive. They're going to be aggressive. That's the word I'm looking for. They're going to be extremely aggressive coming out of the game. I'm telling you, they're going to go down the field, and they're going to go down the field off against that weak secondary of the New England Patriots. It is Patriots. a weak secondary. They're going to attack that, that Patriots. And I'm telling you, Sonny, if they come out and they and they have a 10 to 14 point lead, they ain't letting it go this time. They're not letting it go. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Falcons to go on the road and beat the team that stole their Lombardi trophy from them. And that is 
<laughs> so, you know, over the Patriots. Yeah, I get it. I I even understand it. But really, you know, when you lose the Super Bowl, who cares about a? You know, I, the media will hype it up, but I I say who cares about? <coughs> excuse me, uh, a regular season game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I couldn't get to the mute button fast enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so um, yeah, I, I just I just don't feel that this this is a game that really. I mean, I, I guess you want a little revenge, but you know, regular season. If this was a playoff game, Cuervo, I think I'm right there with you. But I mean, the best team in the NFL for the last five season in five seasons in the NFL is the New England Patriots. Even with them not playing as well as they normally do. You know, it, it's hard to pick against the Patriots. That's that's how good they are. You, you know, you, every time you go against them, you go, ooh, you get that shiver in the back. So I'm just not going to do it. I, I'm I'm going to stay right there with the New England Patriots, and they uh, they show why they are who they are. So next game, final game up, as we have got seven minutes to cover it. I, I don't have a lot to say about this one because I, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, I mean, if you read the power, I, I read that they're number one in the power rankings and everything. Really, this is about quarterback play in reality because I think the rest of the teams on both both sides equal up about the same. That having been said, I, on this one, I'm just going with the quarterback. And right now, you can say whatever you want. Carson Wentz is the man. Carson Wentz has led his team to the top of the NFC East, where they're sitting pretty much pretty. I don't even see, even with the rest of the season, the only way they don't win this division is if they don't get Carson Wentz out of the football field for some period of time. Um, Washington is who they are. Kirk Cousins is Jay Cutler in, in uh, a different uniform. I just don't trust it. And that's where it's at. I, I, I'm all over Philly on Monday Night Football. Ooh, that's harsh, Sonny. To call to compare Kirk Cousins to Jay Cutler. Ooh, that's Absolutely. harsh. I would Absolutely. Absolutely. I would take. No, I would take Cousins over Cutler. I would too, but Seven they're just about the same guy. I would too, but they're just about the same guy, Cuervo. I mean, really, you look at it. You know, look at you go by records, you go by just the kind of guy they are. Okay, they're not much different in reality. You know, you know. Well, I, and Kirk Cousins just has better body language, but the same results, bad decisions, bad times of football games. Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Oh, what is Jay Cutler known for? Is that the only difference is his body language? And if he got hurt, I think that he would stay in the game a little bit longer than Jay Cutler. That's really the only difference I look at when I look at this game. Well, to me, the difference is that Jay Cutler, or <clears throat> I'm sorry, well, Jay Cutler doesn't go around yelling, you like that? So that's the difference to me with Jay and, you know, compared to Cousins. Now, Cousins compared to Jay, Cousins doesn't walk around with a, you know, with that pouty face like a, like a six-year-old that had, yep. you know, that got grounded for you know, punching his little his little brother or something. You know what I mean? That's that's what you get with Jay Cutler. Um, so, so to me, those are the differences. You know that cousin doesn't cousins doesn't do the little pouty face, and then Cutler doesn't run around screaming, "You like that?" and and you know, Rick flaring, woo, and all that other 
all the other stuff that he does. So right, but I like more of a positive that. dude. He shows that emotion, and there's nothing wrong with that. So to me, Cutler keeps everything inside. I mean, he could win. Cutler could win a Super Bowl for the Dolphins this year, and he'll just, you know, just regular Jay, just being Jay. Yeah. To me, I, it, you know, he's like stone cold face all the time. And to me, that I, after a while, it just it just got to me, and it's like, uh, do you even care? Like to me, it just had me wondering after a while. Absolutely, and, and you know, and some guys are that way, some aren't. But I think it affects his game. But the Washington Redskins over the past few years with Kirk Cousins they have shelled out a lot of money for a guy that doesn't get the job done. Um, and and right now, you know, to me, as far as where Philadelphia is, as far as progress is concerned. They're 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 hands above you know you know heads above them in reality. Now also, what is this Squarevo? It's that division game that we all love, the Smash Mouth football that is NFC East, you know, black and blue, belly bloody nose football game, which is what I love. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's. You know, any divisional uh, uh, games, you you got to love. You know, and I was talking to somebody about this the other night that, remember what I said in week one, that week one should be nothing but divisional games, and I still stick by I that. I agree. So, I love if it. If anybody that works for the NFL is listening to this show right now, I think that's Thanks something done. that should be considered is, you know, make week one all divisional games, and I would even say make all the Thursday night games. How great. How great, Sonny, was that Thursday night game with the Chiefs and the Raiders? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. that was such an exciting game that it, it, I'm sold on every Thursday night game should be division, divisional opponent, uh, divisional I agree. game. So I love it. To me, I, to me, those are the best games, Sonny. Like, I'm telling you, this Monday night game is going to be great. It's going it to be is. very good. I think, I think for once – they got it right with the Monday night game. Uh, you could have went. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple of other direct. You could have went Steelers Bengals. You know, I think that could have been a good choice. But but I think Redskins Eagles is a very good choice for Monday night football. It's going to be a good game. I'm going to fly high with the Philadelphia Eagles though. So if you thought I was going Redskins because the way I was talking about Kirk Cousins, I fooled you. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz right now is playing the best football out of any quarterback in the league. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to ride with Carson. And, uh, I like the Eagles. I do too. I like the Eagles. I like what they've been doing lately. So, well, that's going to do it for us, Carver. We got through three hours of football, or, you know, football talk here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, comboing with a little video. We're going to probably put that together and see what more we can do about it and make it a regular thing. We'll see what we can do. But that's going to do it for us Absolutely. here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. A lot of fun doing the video. So we'll try to get that done and get the, um, you know, technical difficulties ironed out on that. So for Cuervo, that's yeah, going to so, do it for us here. Say again? So apparently they could... So apparently I I could be uh, uh, everybody could hear me so I don't know I there's miscommunication because somebody messaged ah. me saying that they couldn't hear me but that's not the case uh, people could hear me so I think we were good with the Facebook Live so we'll try it again next Sunday 
We'll try it again. I'll see about getting that split screen a little bit bigger instead of one being smaller than the other. We'll do that, too. I'll check that out during the week. That's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is time for Red Zone. If you don't watch Red Zone, you're not watching football, at least all of the football games. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good week. Bye-bye.